Good morning, everyone. This is the Heavy Hole Podcast. My name is Tom. And I'm Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck. How's it going, Will? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. We, we, uh, we've been working very hard on this episode. Yes, we have. Yeah. Uh, Justin's not here with us. Shout out to Jay Wall, uh, first of all. Uh, this, is, this is something we've been kind of doing when we're doubling up, uh, doing some hard work on the sides. Uh, and we should say, first of all, that um, these are three separate interviews that were conducted over several weeks. Uh, and we're going to run them chronologically. So some details and announcements about the band might be uh, updated as the interviews go along. Okay? That being said, this is our Scattered Remnants mega episode, okay? Uh, this is for all the Scattered Remnants heads, all the 90s brutal death metal heads out there. Uh, and if you're a brutal death metal fan and you don't, don't, don't know Scattered Remnants at this point, uh, you've probably seen that they've reformed uh, and they have announced and sold out uh, day two of the Death Over Worcester uh, Fest at Ralph's Rock Diner in Worcester, Massachusetts on April 25th. Uh, Scattered Remnants, a band very close to my heart and a band that I often... Um, Wondered uh, if they would get together in this current climate of uh, old school bands having a lot of uh, support to get back together. Uh, and here they are, man. So I, I kind of couldn't believe it. Reached out to these guys. And we're going to present to you with no further ado, kind of an interview marathon, as Tom just put it to me, uh, with Eric Roy, the current drummer of Scattered Remnants, Ron Miles, current bass player of Scattered Remnants, Rob Sedergren, current guitarist of Scattered Remnants, uh, all three uh, legacy members of Scattered Remnants. Uh, and with no further ado, here is our interview with Eric Roy. Let's get it. Hello. Hi, is this Eric? It is. Hi, Eric. This is uh, Will from Heavy Hole Podcast. Will, how are you? I'm great, man. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, no problem. I appreciate you being a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, I just want to introduce you. This is Tom, uh, my co-host over here. Hey, Eric. Tom, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for your time. Awesome. So it's it sounds like you can hear us and we can hear you, and the engineering is all good, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I was thinking last minute that it would be best to use my uh, home phone in case uh, it breaks up or something. So it's not, no, I can hear you really good. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. And, um, you know, we were messaging before the uh, before the the interview, and I know that you have uh, kind of a busy schedule, so we just wanted to re be respectful of your time, as we always are, and kind of jump right in um, with the line of questioning, if, uh, if that's okay with you. Go for it. All right. Also, are you originally from Massachusetts? I am. I'm from uh, Fitchburg, Mass. Okay, and that's that's kind of like the, the locale for, for the band Scattered Remnants, right? And even for, for Desolate, is Fitchburg? That's correct, yep. Okay, are you from a particularly musical or creative family? Like, or like, would you? What would you say in your upbringing led to you becoming a musician? Um, I'd say, well, I mean, my um, my brother, he's like ten. My, I'm a, I'm one of four. I have two sisters in between, but my brother's uh, about ten years older than me and uh, played guitar. Um, back then, he was into like you know Rush, uh, probably twenty one twelve was coming out at that time. Um, Van Halen, you know things like that. He was in a band kind of a rock band and I always looked up to him and I was you know thought that was great my father played drums years ago nothing serious but um, you know he came from a big family as well so they'd all get together and play you know acoustic guitar and drums so obviously it wasn't death metal or anything but um, there was just always something like holidays and get togethers there's always guitars and things going and so it just kind of naturally uh, you know drew me to that um, but I'd say probably what really got me in you know to really start playing and really 
uh, get serious was I was working in a restaurant with, um, you know, doing dishes at the time, probably like 13 or 14. And um, it was this, uh, this kid, Dave, and he was like into like Judas Priest and, you know, all that kind of stuff at that time. We're going back in the 80s, you know. Um, and just kind of turned me on to a lot of stuff. And he played guitar. He played in the band. I went to go see him and his friend Jam one time, and it just kind of got the spark going from there. Okay, and um, when when do you start playing in bands? Is Desolate the first band you played with? Uh, well, I jammed with some friends, you know, local friends. Um, I don't think we really had a band name or anything like that. Um, there was a few of us. Um, and then there was a gentleman rick um that uh he he actually came up with the name desolate and um i was jamming with another guy mike and we were just kind of doing you know whatever like old school metallica tunes you know like am i evil you know stuff like that and um you know he said hey i had this idea for a band called desolate and um so he uh he got together with us and 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 that's where ron came in the picture as well ron miles um i've known ron since you know, we didn't, hang, you know, grow up hanging out together because we're on, like, different sides of Fitchburg. But, uh, like, we were on the same Little League team. And uh, I said, oh, I know Ron Miles. He played bass. And, uh, you know, you, it's always hard to find a bass player. You know, there's only a few of them, like, two for every 50 guitar players, you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, everyone wants to shred. Yeah, no, I know, exactly. And um, so that's really what started Desolate. Um, and it's, like, super... Um, infancy or if i'm saying the right word um you know certainly we had one or two songs um yeah i don't know if i'm gonna keep on going on with that but yeah and and i can tell you kind of from there how it how it got to where it is oh okay well um because i don't want to you know gloss over desolate obviously uh i i have a, a lot of questions about scattered remnants and that whole thing but if i'm not mistaken it kind of seems like there's a natural progression like you're you're on the um desolate deface and obliterate demo in 1993 and you're actually credited with vocals is that like a bag of vocals or did you do the lead vocals on that i was the one screaming in the background okay all right <laughs> so all right. uh yeah so uh, you ever hear a band called gogatha they were from uh fishburg massachusetts back uh, i gotta do my homework Desolate. no no oh my gosh you gotta check that okay so that's where jeremy um jeremy kibbert who plays in desolate right now and jerry orn right now who plays in desolate uh that was their band before desolate mm. um they were a local band um it, it consisted of them two um consisted of dan blomquist who plays drums currently now for conclave um and it, it consisted of a guitar player mike mcnally um i don't know where he is now but uh nothing locally that i know of but um back then i mean again this was like my i'm, I'm like literally like 15 you know 14 15 and there was a place in fishburg that if anybody's from the area will recognize was the club 490 um and it was a place that uh where a lot of these bands would go and play um the owners of the place were really cool they were like an older couple it was kind of weird they were like an older couple that owned the place i, I can't imagine they were doing it for the money because it was an, an all-age thing there was no alcohol so it was like five dollar covers and you know stuff like that but they just really for whatever reason you know um enjoyed opening this place and the first time i saw gogatha i was like holy cow like just completely blew me away if you if you can ever go back to some of those demos it was like like metallica in his prime you know that kind of style of music and uh but just to see that in front of me live it was like really like the first you know band that i actually really saw playing in front of me that was like you know again being 15 you know 14 15 and I was like, wow, this is, like, amazing. Um, and right around that time, Desolate was kind of brewing. Um, and 
about a year or so after that, uh, I was, I was again, I was friends with Ron. Ron was friends with uh, Dan Blomquist, the drummer of Golgotha, and Jimmy, Jeremy Kerbert, the guitar player of Golgotha. Um, and and they and Jer, uh, Ron actually lived within walking distance of Dan's house, and that's where they would jam. And uh, you know, Ron's like, "Hey, you want to you know go over and see them jam one night?" And and to me, it was like going to see you know like a superstar i mean it was just you know again all new for me i'm, I'm probably the youngest out of the crowd you know like ron's like probably three two or three years older than me most of most of them are all a bit older than me you know so it was kind of like the new kid out there right um but just going to see them practice in dan's parents garage um it was just phenomenal watching dan play and the double bass he could do and all that and it was just like totally inspired me to uh just really want to really want to pursue this kind of music like it just gave me some kind of an energy that other music didn't give me you know uh, yeah. at the time we weren't doing like you know scatter remnants kind of stuff it was more like old school metallica like you know uh, the first couple albums um and then all of a sudden um scatter uh Gogatha broke up for whatever reasons um and so everybody just kind of went different directions and jeremy and Braun were talking we needed another guitar player jeremy um and so Ron said, hey, do you mind if Jeremy Kibber plays? And, I, and here I am thinking to myself, my God, like this guy is like probably talent-wise like 10 times better than any of us, you know what I mean? Really was. Um, and I have to actually credit that move for him coming in the band to really uh, help me play because I don't know if you guys play instruments, but if you, you know if you play with somebody that's a heck of a lot better than you are, um, just kind of ramps up your, oh my God, like I got I to gotta catch up to this guy, right, and really do good. And I didn't want to screw this up, you know, and I didn't want them to kick me out and find somebody else. So... Um, now yeah, it definitely was, puts a fire under your ass, you know? Yeah, 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 no. And um, so that was probably the, I would call the official desolate at that point. It was Ron, uh, Jeremy Kibbert. It was um, from, um, from Des from who's in Desolate and Conclave. Um, it was uh, Rick, um, can't remember his last name, but, uh, and then myself. And uh, again, going back, I mean, you know, obviously no hard feelings anymore. You're young and you make decisions. But I remember the first thing Ron Miles said was, well, if we bring Jeremy in, you know, just don't kick me out and, you know, have Jerry come in, you know. Um, and, you know, with Gal getting too many details, that's definitely what we ended up doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, you know, and again, handing it to Ron. Ron, Ron is a super-duper guy. I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, ended up playing with him after all. But, you know, he never took anything personally. It was just... I don't want to get into too many details, but it was just just kind of the writing style we were getting into and whatnot. So Jerry Orn took uh, Ron Miles' place, um, and then we did a kind of a re- rehearsal uh, recording. My brother at the time had some like equipment that he could bring into our rehearsal studio, and um, we kind of like tracked everything, and um, we kind of realized pretty quickly that, and again, not to try and throw guys under the bus, you know, but Rick was not really kind of on the, you know, up the part of where we really wanted to go. And um, so we decided to let him out of the band. And so that's officially at that point, um, I would say with Desolate was uh, Jeremy, Jerry, myself. Um, we did Deface and Obliterate. I did Deface and Obliterate with them, uh, played drums. Uh, I wrote three of those songs on that. I also played guitar. So um, I wrote the material. Uh, Jeremy wrote Rotting Christ and I wrote the other three. Um, again, as a band, you know, I wrote the material, but we all kind of put it together. Um, and yeah. then, um, it, uh, Sanity, um, ah, shoot, um, got a brain fart on the next one. Um, well, something I wanted. Of Sanity. Yeah. Then we did that one all together. Um, and, 
and that's when we got Todd uh, Lachowski in the band. We want another guitar player. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he's passed away. Rest in peace. Um, and yeah. that's that's pretty much the Desolate story where it started from there. Yeah, and just for the listeners, um, the both of these Desolate demos were re-released in 2012 by Pathos Productions, uh, the Sanity Obliterated compilation CD. Um, so, That's so correct. that material is available for people if they want to check it out. And, um, you know, for, for like the, the scattered remnants fans that, that clicked on this, uh, like, like who's desolate, I just feel like desolate kind of leads into scattered remnants. And I'm glad you told that story because when you listen to both bands, um, maybe it's, is, would you, would you say that maybe that's kind of like a Fitchburg death metal sound? Was, is that fair to say? I think so. Like, yeah, like, I yeah, mean, it was definitely. And because because there's certain similarities that I hear, especially with your drums and with that Scourge of Sanity demo, something I wanted to ask you about is that you're credited with drums on the recording, uh, but there's another drummer listed as the the drummer. Were you parting ways with the band by the time that was released or something? Exactly. So uh, I recorded with them on that, um, helped with the material. Um, but shortly after that, again, I'm I'm at this trying to think of my life. At that point, I was like. 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually lived on my own, you know, pretty early in life and just kind of scraping by and whatnot. And, um, you know, the band definitely had some bigger dreams of wanting to play. Um, and uh, just at the time, I, you know, trying to keep a job and I was working in a restaurant at the time. So, you know, working nights and weekends all the time. And they wanted to kind of play, you know, shows and go down to New York. And uh, I just physically could not afford to, to do it, you know. It yeah. just was, it's either that or I'm homeless, you know. Because <laughs> uh, certainly, it, you know, um, you don't make money in this, this thing. You know, they kind of say, you know, you buy a you know $2,000 drum set, you know, put it in a $500 car and go make 20 bucks. Um, <laughs> it's heard, a true story. I've, I've you heard know? something similar, yeah, 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 yeah. So at that time, you know, it was, um, um, so I just, I, I based on where they wanted to pursue, and I didn't want to hold them back at all. Um, I mean, they were they were kicking ass seriously at that time. So um, I departed shortly after that demo was released, uh, and then Michael Clayton, um, who was a phenomenal drummer, um, probably, in my opinion, like the best de- um, um, black metal drummer there is in any of that area that I've ever heard or seen before. I mean, the guy is he's an absolute machine. It's unbelievable. Um, and they were getting more interested. I think I had listened to your. Um, you sent me that link over to listen to and you had talked about the newer stuff that they're working on is more black metal. They kind of wanted to go that direction as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, you know, nothing against black metal. I, I do love parts of it. I'm just not a major fan of it. Um, you know, but I respect all kinds of music, you know, and um, so it definitely a better fit for where they were going and what they wanted to do. And uh, he, he filled the shoes and then some. I'm just a phenomenal, okay. phenomenal person, phenomenal drummer. Uh, okay, and I mean, maybe that what you said about your personal life at that at that stage in your life is that is that also because on the scattered remnants procreating mass carnage demo you're also listed as um playing drums on the recording but a different drummer is credited as being part of the lineup yeah so scattered remnants in those days early days just always had a hard time getting a drummer um getting a drummer to stay or somebody that would fit in the band or you know be the sound that they wanted um and being you know still friends with ron um, we were actually practicing in the same practice space. We rented the same um, uh, room, and we'd split the cost, and they'd practice certain days, and we'd practice certain days. And um, I knew they were in between drummers, and they wanted to write some material. And at that time, I, you know, again, working in a restaurant, I had, like, weeknights off and things, and then some extra time. And um, so um, I was happy to fill in at that time and just kind of help them, 
you know, um, pursue that and, and with, with those recordings. Um, but, uh, I wasn't, it was kind of like an in and out. I went, uh, and even to this day, I mean, I don't really consider myself like, uh, I don't want to take credit for scattered remnants existence. There's other people in that band that, you know, it, I mean, if it was all to me, it probably would never have gone where it is, uh, where it went, you know, some, yeah. uh, you know, Jason and the other guys, definitely that was their band. I was more of, um, I guess, you know, filling in the studios, played some shows, kind of temporary until they can get another drummer. Um, but then they'd get another drummer, and shortly after, he wouldn't last for whatever reason. And they'd come back and ask me, you know, would you mind, you know, we want to write some new material for Inherit Perversion. And so I started jamming with them again and, and kind of going through that process. Um, and uh, they just would go through many drummers. I just couldn't wow. commit to, again, they wanted to kind of do the... Uh, you know, similar to Desolate was, um, you know, really try and play around and go to different places and things like that. I just couldn't commit like that um, yeah. at that time. But, um, you know, it was an honor to be able to jam with them and, 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 and record with them and stuff. And um, I'm certainly glad I did that. Re really interesting to hear that because as someone who's just known the band as a, an objective fan from the outside for so many years, I would yeah. say that your drumming style... Uh, your kind of like signature drumming style uh, has added so much to the Scattered Remnant sound. And even to back up that point, I don't know, are you familiar with the band Vomit Forth, a young band that's come out lately? Oh, yeah. They, and so I you're am. aware that, yep. they, that they are very influenced by Scattered Remnants to the point where I believe their drummer has studied a lot of your signature um, style. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, if I, I mean, I, again, as an objective fan, but um, yeah, the scattered remnants. I mean, I, it's really interesting to hear because you were kind of uh, filling in as a session drummer to, to between these drummers that they were having trouble securing. But you're on the two landmark releases, the the procreating mass carnage demo and inherit perversion EP. So I guess that leads to the perception of of, of your your drumming style being so integral and. Um, I mean, on that note, while we're talking about it, you you obviously are not on the Destined to Fail 1998 full-length uh, release. Is that because, you like, like you said, you couldn't commit to being in the band um, full-time? Yeah, so right before that, um, they they ended up um, uh, hiring uh, or, you know, working with Derek Kurzweil, who later went on to uh, Unearth and some other uh, projects. Um and uh, so at the time that he was there, they were looking to write and record that, um, and they had a drummer at the time, so I wasn't needed at that time to, to work with them. And by that time, I was, um, I think I just got married, and just about getting, my first daughter was born and whatnot, so it certainly um, was, was, was uh, good for them to be able to pursue that. Um, you know, at the time, I think for me, it was just like the right place at the right time, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I was doing that back then, I mean, I was just having fun and we were just, you know, I never in a million years would have thought like, hey, you know, this guy, you know, even now, like this guy's going to call me on the radio like 20 years later and talk <laughs> about it, you know, uh, you just don't think that far into it, you know, you just, you're yeah. having fun and, yeah. you know, you enjoyed playing and whatnot and, uh, I, I mean, just it's a huge honor for me that if anybody even brings it up and, uh, and I know we'll get into the reunion, but that—that's kind of what sparked all that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, death metal and the internet, man, it's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was amazing. I mean, back then it was all tape trading, and mm -hmm. you know, um, just you know, tape trading with people. And I'd say probably as far as you know, getting into death metal, uh, you know, I definitely I would credit Ron Miles for getting me into that. He was, uh, you know, it was. Uh, Again, I had a friend in the restaurant that I work with that 
you know, got me like into Judas Priest and King Diamond and, you know, some stuff that was like, you know, at the time I'm listening to, I don't know, like probably Rat and those kind of bands at that time were, you know, what was popular. But I just, once I started hearing the heavier stuff, I was like, wow, like Iron Maiden. I'm like, this is amazing. And so I go to Ron's house and he had, um, he had bands like Death and Cancer and, you know, um, Obituary. And it was like a whole nother level. And I just was like, this is just amazing stuff. Just loved all that stuff. Yeah, everybody. Everybody always has that one friend uh, that just that just gets you on that deep dive into the underground music, man. Absolutely, absolutely did. Um, did. Yep. So, so I mean, speaking of that, the the other guys uh, from Scattered Remnants were were you did were you familiar with all of them through like the local scene? Um, the well, like I guess uh, Rob Settergren and um, Jay Hendershaw. Yeah. So, well, Jason was the original member. Always has been was with the band from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they'd gone through a couple guitar players. At the time, um, um, when I was doing some of the earlier stuff, like uh, there was a guitar player, Mark LeBlanc, that was on Procreating. Um, and at the time it was Ron, Jason, myself, um, and uh, somebody named uh, Jason Cerati that uh, played guitar as well. And then between that and then Inherit Perversion was uh, Jason Cerati. Right around that time, I, I don't know exactly what happened because I, I wasn't really in that band, the band full-time. Um, and they were kind of going through a couple of the drummers. Uh, Rob Sedigren, uh joined the band shortly after. And then we acquired uh, Jamie, who's in the band. And um, funny story about Jamie is um, I was actually heading to band practice uh, at the time um, we were practicing at Ron's house and this was Inherit Perversion Days um, Jason had just left the band I think he moved and so it was just uh, Rob um, Ron Jason, uh, Jason and myself and so on the way to practice I went to there was a music store near Ron's house to get some uh, I think some drumsticks or something like that and literally walking in the door Jamie uh, walks out the door uh, he had a guitar in his hand uh, he had his hair down to his waist, and he had a, a death metal shirt on. I think it was actually the band Death. Um, and just kind of like literally was holding the door open for me to walk in. And I just looked at him, and I'm like, hey. Um, I said, do you play in a band? And he goes, you know, uh, at the time I think he goes, well, I just kind of with a friend or whatnot, but not really why. And I said, um, we're actually looking for a guitar player, and I'm actually heading to practice. I mean, literally this happened like, you know, a blink of an eye, and, and he never would have existed in the band, but... Uh, Long story short, we ended up talking right there on the front of the door, and he came and followed me to band practice, listened to the band, and, and then he was in the band ever since. Wow. And that's Jamie Harmon? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, that, that's, a, that's a stroke of luck. And you said, obviously, you weren't um, a full-time member of the band, so it's kind of like you weren't um, called upon to play on that Destined to Fail full-length album. But um, right. when the band, uh, there's... It's it's it says on their Metallum page anyway on the Scattered Remnants Metallum page that there was a reuni- reunion attempt in 2006 uh, that didn't work out. Were you part of that? I was not. Okay, so so maybe you could um, speed us up to like when do the first rumblings of this current reu- 2020 reunion begin behind the scenes? Sure. Uh, yeah. So I've always been still friends with Ron Miles. Um, you know, kind of in Dan. You know, like I said, I talked about Dan Blomquist from Gogatha, one of my best friends. We actually roommates and still friends with jeremy and one of the one of the nice things i think even with leaving bands and kind of moving around and things like that is we just we none of us you know took it personally you know it's just things happen life happens and so we all remain friends and um 
so Ron and I have always remained friends. You know, we all get together there. Dan has like multiple barbecues a year and a bunch of people come over and whatnot. And so you always kind of chit chat and how's it going and wouldn't it be nice and that kind of thing. Uh, but really what happened was um, Ron and I were going to go down to Providence and um, my favorite of band of like all time is King Diamond, Merciful Fate, like the old King Diamond mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. and Merciful Fate. I mean, I can go on for hours, but that's like ultimately the best ever for me anyway. Uh, I know it's not death metal, but just my personal Fair opinion, um, fair opinion, man. Yeah, we, 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 we go back and cover the roots of, uh, of oh, death metal and everything. Yeah. But anyway, there was a, a, a band, I think they're called Fatal Portrait. Um, they It's a cover band. They were doing a show down in Providence, and I wanted to go check them out with Ron. And So we went down early. This was probably four years ago, three three or four years ago. So we went down early so we can uh, drink some, have a few drinks and whatnot, and uh, we're just chit-chatting and just kind of what if and that kind of thing. I didn't even know if I could do it anymore, you know, because that, that kind of music is... Uh, I mean, it's tough, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's like, it's, to me, it's like, you know, if you ride a bike or something, it's like riding it really, really fast versus just still riding a bike. You oh know? yeah. Very taxing. Did, did you yeah, continue? Yeah. And I, I still play drums. I mean, I, I've always played and I mean, I'm in all kinds of music. I mean, I jam, my brother and I would jam, I jam with other friends, just, you know, playing nothing like, you know, scatterum and stuff, but, um, just, just kind of keeping things and, and, and keeping the chops up and whatnot. But mm-hmm. So we're just kind of talking, and he's been in contact with uh, Rob Sedigren, um, and Rob is he him, you know, Ron telling me just Rob would all would love to try and get something going again. Um, the only issue we had was, um, you know, Jason Hendershaw was not available um, to be able to do it just for personal reasons. I believe I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I was just told by Ron that, you know, at the time he's, um, you know, not able to do it. And I said, well, before we even take this thing seriously, let's just see if we can even do it, you know? And again, it was a lot of what-if stuff. Uh, and then we went to go see the show, and then about a week later, Ron messaged me, and we were kind of talking, and we started a little talk group with Rob, and, um, you know, what do you think? And whatnot. And I said, all right, well, um, let's see what we could do. So they, they, they actually came over to my house, and I, I have a jam space in my basement, and we just jammed, and it sounded horrible. <laughs> it, was, it was it was literally, like, so bad. I mean, I was, like, out of breath after the first song. It's just sloppy. Um, you know, it's hard music, you know. It's just trying yeah, to pick that yeah. up, like, 20 years later, you know. Um, but we said, you know, I think there's something here. We wanted to do it, and we were all on the same page. You know, we're not trying to conquer the world here or nothing. We just said, you know, let's just try it, and we'll see. And so um, for about a year, and again, not on a weekly basis, we'd get together, like, once a month or twice a month and then we try on our own to practice the stuff and each time we were getting together we were we just felt like we were it was actually heading the right direction we were sounding better and better um and so then uh rob and ron reached out to jamie they had his contact information and he was in for it so he came out um and then we four started jamming and we again just feeling more and more comfortable with saying well let's go the next step we need a singer um and uh, evan dupree uh who was a a big uh, Scott Remitz fan. He sings for a band also called Bacterial Husk. Um, yes, yeah, I, I can't I've, remember what was that. No, I was going to say I've I've met him uh, in the past. My own, I'm, I'm in a band, uh, Artificial Brain, and we've performed uh, with Bacterial oh, yeah. Husk. He brought, he brought that name up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, when yeah. I was yeah, so I was I, I was um when I, obviously I was very surprised when I heard that the band was even reuniting. But when I heard that yeah. he would be the uh, the chosen uh, singer, yeah, I mean, great man, awesome. Yeah, no, he's a super nice guy, mm-hmm. super dedicated, um, came in, and I mean, you know, uh, I mean, to have somebody that was a fan, it wasn't like we were just trying somebody out of blue, like he actually knew the music and the songs, and um, and uh, he just started singing, and it was great, 
um, and it was like, wow, it just kind of just really felt right. So um, that was probably almost a year ago, you know, where we got him. And again, we're not like practicing two, three nights a week and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. trying to move this thing along. And we're just kind of like, let's see how this goes. And maybe we never actually do anything except have fun or maybe rewrite some new music and do something privately or, you know, what do you want to do? And, um, and then after probably halfway through the year last year, we realized, you know what, we, I think we can do this. And um, so we said, you know what, let's set up a goal and we want to do a show in 2020 and we want to write some new stuff and uh, we want to we want to get back. And, you know, again, we're not trying to conquer the world and, you know, but just get, there seemed to be some interest, you know. And again, I think at that time, I didn't realize people were even interested. Ron would come to me with this stuff. I'd, I'd look on YouTube at some of our older stuff and there'd be comments on there. And uh, I'm like, wow, there are actually people that, you know, people back then that were interested and even new people that are half my age that didn't even weren't even born oh, back yeah. then that they're, they're the young people the, t the people in their early 20s are bringing it back if you're from a 90s brutal death metal band this is the climate right now to do your reunion absolutely yeah and that's how we felt you're exactly right and i think from an age standpoint you know we're all in our mid 40s to late 40s and you know uh, my kids are now you know i have a 19 and 17 year old so um you know uh, and i work in a different job now that i my schedule's a bit more flexible so it just it was like you know if we're going to do this we, let's do it now because i mean we're not going to do this in 10 years from now and start yeah. try and start so you know um let's try and let's try and get this one more shot and just have some fun at it see where it goes and um so far so good awesome man so on that note um, you know, it was, it's been about a week, I believe, since that video, uh, was released on YouTube, the kind of promotional Scattered Remnants is back, uh, video. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what can you tell us? Uh, you, you did briefly mention, like, you know, the questioning, are you going to make new music? Are you guys going to write new music? Can you say that at this point? Yes, we will. Wow. We are. I mean, okay. right now we're currently, what, right now we just, we sat down as a group. We said, well, let's, let's, you know, um, set some goals here what are we really trying to accomplish you know because you know you get you get five guys in a room and you know we're all having fun but are we really like like which you know um where do we want to go here because we do have limited practice time and things like that you know it's not like you're you know when we're young and you're practicing three nights a week and it's your whole entire life and you <laughs> know whatever it, yeah. now it's like you know yeah. now it's like once a week or once every other week and we practice on our own mm -hmm. so let's let's come up with with a game plan what do we want to do first and so obviously um, we really want to play a show first and um, before we put out new stuff. Um, but uh, so we said, well, let's pick a hint what songs we want to play. We picked those songs. So we've been working on those to just really get those down. The last thing we want to do is go out there and play a show and people be like, you know, maybe you should never have done this, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that, you know, sometimes opening up that treasure chest from like 20 something years ago is, is risky, you know. <laughs> sometimes it was better off left where it was. Yeah, so we yeah. just want to make sure that if we're going to, you know, play a show that we want to we want to do our best anyway, you know what I mean? We, we're taking this seriously. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. in the process of writing a song. We've got a song about halfway through, but we, um, I don't think we'll be playing that on the show. Um, I think Ron is working on something in April with uh, Ralph's if I'm not mistaken, um, and Ralph's Rock Diner. Yeah, 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 it's a good, yeah. good local place around here. And uh, Ron's in another band called Faces at Bayon. They play there yes. a lot. Desolate plays there a lot. Um, so um, you know, that's that's what we're working on right now is uh, really honing in on a good set list so that it's nice and tight. Um, also, continuing on this new song, we'd like to put some new material out um, and uh, just see where it goes from there. Wow, man. 
Uh, awesome, man. Thank you very much. And and I, I mean, I, so I guess on that note, my next question was going to be, do you have shows booked or any festival appearances booked? It sounds like you're just working on that uh, that April tentative show, right? For right now, yeah. We definitely have some interest. Um, you know, Ron and Evan are more connected to um, a lot of those people, like from a Texan basis and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously being in a band now, Evan's in, you know, Bacterial Huskies, you know, playing shows and things like that so both of those really have connections and there's definitely been you know asking some offers um i know vomit forth had mentioned they'd love to you know do something with us and things like that so um i'm sure once we get this down and you know there'll be more to come we're not just our goal is not to do just one show and that's it it's we want to do you know uh we want to keep this going as long as we can as long as it makes sense and as long as we can physically and everybody can do it um you know, we do feel bad. Jason's, you know, uh, no offense to Evan, but would have loved to have Jason in the band. I don't want to go into all the details. Why not? You know, some personal stuff, but okay. just not able to do it, you know. Um, and we also didn't want to, you know, go out there. You hear people doing like a reunion and it's like one person, you know. Yes. Kind of like yeah. Judas Priest right now. You've got like, you know, one guitar player originally that comes out for one song. And, you know, we don't want to do any of that stuff. So. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because um, for me as a fan and as someone interviewing you, for other fans and listeners, obviously the Jay Hendershaw uh, question was was one that I wanted to ask, and you made that very uh, easy for me to explain. Um, and with all due respect to him, we understand it's it's uh, it's not necessarily something that's for the public uh, information. But um, you know, you said that uh, he's he's obviously not going to be part of this uh, reunion. Do you? Um, is there anything you can speak to as of maybe like the the. Um, the, the reason for the band's original breaking up, the, the, the original reason the band disbanded and wasn't able to continue or anything of that nature or, um, or, or any of the difficulties that the band might have experienced uh, alongside not being able to find a, a, a full-time drummer? Um, yeah, I think, you know, just to kind of wrap it up, I think, you know, just a lot of the immaturity. Um, and again, I think all of us grew up, you know, uh, yeah. since then, right? I mean, back you're in your 20s and you think you're, you know, that kind of thing. And I think it was just, more um just conflict of of people and uh just um things you probably wish you could have done a little bit differently or treated somebody a little bit differently but you know it's pretty common i mean back then you're in you know there's a lot going on and you're just different people back then you know Uh, yeah um so i mean we're as far as jason jason's still a friend of us a friend of the band i mean i'm nobody has anything uh personal against him or anything um he's super nice guy um, obviously, you know, trying to just pick up a microphone and sing like that 20-something years later is not, you know, very easy. Um, Evan's been doing this all along. You know, I'm yeah. sure if Evan stopped, you know, 25 years from now and tried doing it again, yeah. it would be difficult. Um, also, I know Jason has a young family and um, some, some personal commitments there. And um, But, you know, it's, it's um, you know, he's not, uh, you know, I mean, he deserves, all, you know, a lot of credit for keeping that band going as long as possible. Um, and he was... Pretty, you know, pretty like the only original member from start to finish. So, yeah. um, certainly, um, I, I a lot of respect for him, and um, you know, a lot of credit to him. That I don't think anybody would even give a crap for us doing this if it wasn't for him to really, you know, push and keep this thing along for all those years. Um, otherwise, it probably would have completely fell apart. So, he was pretty much the, the leader of, of keeping things going all all along right to the end. And um, you know, um, I wish it would work out that he could come in and you know pick up where he left off, but it's just. Uh, just not possible at this mm-hmm. time. 
I, I, I understand, and I really appreciate you explaining that. Uh, you know, and we say that with all due respect to Jason and his privacy, um, and we wish him the best of luck in whatever he's doing with his life now, uh, and of course you guys with the reunion. Uh, but yeah, we, we just did, we, we didn't want to, um, you know, not, not that's like the elephant in the room, so to speak, I guess you could say, man, because anyone who yeah. remembers the first run, like I used to um, exchange letters with Jay and, and order the merchandise directly from him, and we know that he was... Uh, like like you said, like the guy that kind of kept it going for so long. But in this new era uh, of Scattered Remnants, we wish you guys the best of luck getting out there. And we're going to be looking out for any new material uh, shows. One quick question. Is there going to be um, like any re-release? I know there was the Indulgence and Masochism compilation. Is any of the old material possibly going to be re-released on vinyl? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, not that we've really discussed at this point, but uh, um, I would. Um, I think all options are open. All right, well, I'm sure that the promotion and booking people of the world are going to be beating you guys, beating your doors down uh, to book yeah. you guys on the regional metal fests and um, and uh, licensed vinyl and T-shirts and all that stuff because that's kind of like the climate nowadays, man. So there probably won't be a, won't be a problem with that. Yeah, it, you know, just it is a tough thing, I will say. Just, um, well, I wouldn't say tough, but, you know, out of respect. I mean, I never joined a band to make any money to begin with. I mean, <laughs> if you add in all the hours and equipment and driving and all that craziness i mean i'm so much in the right it's not even funny you do it for love and passion of course obviously yeah. especially this kind of music i mean even if you're in a touring band um i mean you're not going home and you know sitting pretty you're probably going to another day job until the next tour you know it's just you do it for the fans you do it because um i think one thing about our kind of music that is different than anything else is just you could if you see a fan of something and you're immediately friend you're immediately immediately have that connection you know what i mean it's just it's, it's it's hard to explain to people that aren't into this kind of music they think it's oh my god you guys are all insane and it's it's like no i mean you know you just like like you and i are talking right now like we've known each other right i mean it's just you, you have this personal connection right yeah. um yeah. and there's a lot of old stuff out there that i know you know it would be super easy just to say well let's all just release all this and you know, people would buy it, and I mean, I've seen stuff on eBay and stuff like that. But <laughs> we also want to be respectful yeah. of Jay, like I said, yeah. because Jason did do a lot of marketing and um, you know a lot of design stuff. And I mean, as a band, you know, we kind of want to just take that one step at a time. Yeah. You know, we don't want to be in a situation where you know it's, it's something's turned lucrative, um, and you know he's not involved with you know uh, either a decision or at least part of making whatever money that would be made. You know, because uh, he does have a right. Uh, you know, it, it, more of a gentleman's agreement, but it's just more of a, just being respectful to, you know, not trying to cash in on stuff that he's not available for. So uh, I'm not saying we won't, it just, you know, it, it's kind of like something we'd want to communicate all the way around as a band and also, you know, discuss with him potentially of, you know, just making sure that, you know, we're not stepping on toes or yeah, making I, anybody I, yeah. feel, you know, you know what I mean? Because I didn't mark any of that stuff. I mean, I play the drums, uh, honestly, you know, mm -hmm. um, I was a fill-in member for, um, the music I helped with some of the stuff, you know, but you know, um, you know, it, there's other members that were, you know, the band. So you just want to be kind of careful with that as well. That's all. I, I understand, man. I, yeah, I respect that, man. No, and and uh, I wasn't. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't say that to imply that this was in any way a commercial venture because obviously uh, it's it's not. But just uh, that I'm sure you're you're you guys are going to get the. Um, the recognition and uh, support from the underground scene uh, that I that I expect, man. You know nowadays. Yeah. Um, yep. And that being said, too, I know we had discussed. You know, you have a lot of things uh, on your schedule, so we want to be respectful respectful of your time. Before we close out the interview, as we always do, could we just ask you to quickly recommend one classic release and one newer release by any um, any music artists uh, you you like for the listeners? 
Well, I gave it some thought, and it's funny you said vomit forth because uh, um, there we uh, once the guy the guys that mentioned that band brought that band up in band practice a couple times. Um, I know uh, Evan and uh, Ron are friends with them, um, and so I started listening to. I, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's the newest release. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I have Apple Music, which is kind of I know a lot of people are like oh, you. Why would you do that? But it is nice to be able to just listen to anything anytime. Um, but uh, I thought it was amazing, particularly the drumming on that is absolutely amazing. Wow. Um, absolutely amazing. So I'd recommend that. I've been listening lately to, um, I saw a cattle uh, decapitation with suffocation um, some months ago, and I just, I, I was on the side of the stage and I saw that drummer too, and I'm like, wow, like just amazing next level stuff. So yeah, I'd recommend anything machine. from them. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, as far as like an early release, um, one thing that I've always gone back and loved was that first ep- Embryotic Death. Um, you ever heard of that band, Embryotic Death? Have I ever? From Long Island, yes. Long yeah, Island's right, own Embryonic mean, I'm, Death. I'm, I'm probably going to get hit with even assuming that you haven't heard of them because, yeah, that's true. They're from there. But Oh, uh, yeah. Hometown Heroes, man. Yeah. Well, that I, thing I, was just phenomenal. I mean, when I listened to that thing, I was like, that's the first probably like guttural. Uh, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. blast metal, whatever you want to call it at that time that I had ever heard of, you know. I mean, yeah. I heard of Carcass and things, but this was even beyond all that. I was just taking that to another level, and it was just, um, that's always been a classic for me. If somebody says, like, really old school, deep dive, like you say, you know, into mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. Um, that's always stood out for me. Yeah, that embryonic death demo, man, that for, oh, my God. Wow, you, you just you just clonked me over the head with that one, man. So, well, I will say is uh, New York definitely has always stood out to be, you know, huge on that, particularly like the suffocation style. Like, I'd say, you know, like like Scattered Remnant style, you know, you've got like Internal Bleeding and all those bands that just came out of that that area that um, so many, so much talent, you know, and I don't know, you know, like you said, you know, you, you kind of hear it like Desolate, I would say, is probably more Massachusetts sounding. I don't, I would say Scattered Remnants is probably more um, like on the New York side of things, like, um, just just a lot of really good bands that came out of that area. Yeah, scattered remnants. Guys were all angry at everybody and just wanted to take it all out music or whatnot, <laughs> but it, it definitely came through. Um, Gro- groove oriented, good, good hard hard stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that hardcore influence, uh, gro- you know, groove oriented uh, death metal. Um, definitely, scattered remnants I, I gets a lot of credit. I notice nowadays for being one of the kind of like um, primordial like uh, versions of that New York death metal slam sound. You know. Yep. So, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Well, well, Eric Roy, man, um, thank you so much for talking to us and for your time. And as we've said, uh, you know, a few times now, we wish you the best of luck with this Scattered Remnants reunion and whatever you guys are going to do with it. Uh, and is yeah. there anything else um, in parting that you want to say to uh, to our listeners and to any Scattered Remnants fans? Well, first, I just want to thank uh, you and Tom. There, I mean, um, you know, when you had messaged me to talk to you, I was. I was like, well, I don't think he's going to find me very interesting. I mean, <laughs> if you really saw who I am, I'm not a very interesting guy. I don't, I don't uh, know every song of every record of every detail kind of a thing, right? But uh, you've certainly uh, done a great job with uh, keeping me occupied here for 45 minutes and uh, with your questioning. So I appreciate your uh, professionalism on that and uh, setting us up and giving some um, some research to it and whatnot. So uh, it's been an honor to talk to you guys. And if there's anybody out there, any Scatter Remnants fans that are listening i mean certainly um you know i know this is a cliche but i mean it's greatly appreciated i mean any of any like i said back then when we were doing this stuff i never in a million years would have thought 
you know, 25 years later, anybody even really cared. You know, I thought it would just die and go away. But it seems like it's coming back a bit stronger than ever, you know, and, yeah. and especially now with social media and being able to, you know, hear and reach out from so many people and see messages and things like that. I mean, it just definitely is what um, gave me the spark to want to do it. You know, um, it was like, wow, there are a lot of people. And like I said, meeting with Ron, and Ron really showed me messages and said, you know, and people he's been in contact with and I'm like, you know, um, you know, last thing you want to do is do all this effort and then uh, nobody's even there to care about it. But, um, you know, so definitely agree, greatly appreciate any fans um, listening. And, uh, you know, we hope to, um, you know, keep this thing going as long as we can. And, and, and we're, you know, um, everybody's involved. And, you know, things do get a little bit complicated, as I'm sure anybody else can understand. Everybody's got their own personal life and everything. But if everything keeps working the way it's going right now, I mean, um, we're looking at this as, you know, trying to play um, some shows and trying to put some new stuff out and, um, you know, have some fun with it, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Awesome, Eric. Uh, th- thanks again for your time, man, and um, we'll be looking out for uh, all that new stuff and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. All right, man, you too, and thanks again for reaching out. I appreciate it. Okay, so that was our uh, interview with Eric Roy, drummer of Scattered Remnants. Uh, And we're going to bring you right into uh, our talk that we had with Ron Miles, the bass player of Scattered Remnants, uh, about his time with the band and uh, what he was doing in the interim uh, and his uh, his other band that he's involved with, too. You people are very lucky to get an episode like this. Hello? Hi, is this Ron? Yeah, this is. Hey, Ron, this is Will from uh, the Heavy Hole Podcast. How are you? Good, and you? Great, thanks, man. Um, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, thanks. For, I'm glad we could finally all link up. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, uh, I'm glad we could, too. Yeah, and uh, let me introduce you to uh, my co-host, Tom. Hey, Ron, what's going on, oh. man? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad, uh, like you said, we finally could hook up. Yeah, uh, Ron. Um, you know, as you know, uh, I'm I'm excited about the Scattered Remnants reunion, uh, and I've reached out to some of your bandmates and things like that. And I have a lot to talk to you about. Um, you in particular, because you have a lot of musical projects um, adjacent to Scattered Remnants, besides Scattered Remnants. So if if uh, if you're ready, we could just get into it. Sure. Awesome, man. Are you? I take it most of you guys are from the Fitchburg, Massachusetts area. Are you originally from there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm born and raised in Fitchburg. Okay, and yep. and maybe I don't like like what kind of where where is that in Massachusetts and and like what kind of um, area is that just for for people who aren't from there? It's uh, in uh, Central Mass. It's probably about um, twenty minutes from uh, Worcester and about forty five minutes uh, west of Boston. So if you were looking at a map of Massachusetts, it's pretty much in the center, a little north. So okay, and are are you from a yep. particularly musical or creative uh, family? No, no, nobody in my family plays at all. No, um, no relatives, um, none of my uh, brothers, no, <laughs> nobody else <laughs> okay. plays. So. 
Okay. Yeah. So what yeah. about what about the interest in hard rock and heavy metal? Um, is is that in any way a part of your upbringing or something like that? Oh yeah. Um, my cousin got me into uh, Kiss back when I was four. So in okay. like 70, 75. and um, I was just fascinated with Kiss, the theatrics and everything. Yeah. And then uh, my mother was into a lot of classic rock. So uh, I, you know, heard Doors, Zeppelin, The Who, um, things like that. And then uh, it just evolved from there. My mother took me to see Ozzy in 82, I think it was, 82 or 83. That was my first show. Well, that's when Ozzy was and, still uh, dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a few months after uh, Randy Rhodes had died. Mm, wow, uh, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad Gillis was playing guitar. And uh, it was for the um, Speak of the Devil tour. So I forget uh, how early then, in the game Randy Rhodes passed away. Man, eighty two. Wow, eighty two. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah. But um, no, and then just from there, it just kind of snowballed. <laughs> yeah, and and is the you bass know? guitar your first instrument? Yeah, what yeah. I started playing um, probably freshman year of high school. Actually, I guess kind of a late start. So. Okay, are you listening to heavy metal or like um, like anything past your you know your, your regular rock and roll and um, you know readily available rock music at that point? Um, I was I was listening to you know um, Slayer and, and you know more like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, that type of stuff. Um, but I was always looking for something that was faster or heavier, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and just if I was in a you know music record store. And I saw a cover, even whether I knew the band or not. If I liked the cover, a lot of times I'd buy it, and that's how I discovered a lot of bands. Yeah, and and so. we um we already talked to Eric Roy, um who uh, who's the drummer of Scattered Remnants, and he actually yep. something he said he credits you with getting him into death metal, um and he mentioned that you guys were actually like on on a, on a baseball team when you were kids, and you were from like I guess I guess different parts of Fitchburg, but you were like you know adjacent to one another. Yeah, yeah, I've known Eric since we were yeah real young. And, um, yeah, I just, one day I was going over to his house and I brought over, I think it was, um, his first obituary album or maybe the first death album. Mm -hmm. And at the time he was, you know, into, you know, metal, uh, Jesus Priest made and that type of stuff. But, um, he hadn't really heard anything and, uh, you know, he just <laughs> dove head in from there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and what about going to shows? When when does that um, come come about? Was it easy to get to shows where you guys were? Um, arena shows were because, in, uh, like I said, we lived about twenty minutes from Worcester, so they had a um, a uh, venue that they built there. So as far as like arena shows and stuff, it was pretty easy to get to shows. Um, you know, I used to go see pretty much anybody that came through the area um, from you know metal regular straightforward traditional metal bands to even sometimes some of the hair metal bands or, you know just whoever came through winger uh I saw them yep yeah. <laughs> oh man I I was I was joking a little bit but we actually had a whole segment on a, on um, a recent episode kind of trying to redeem winger as um more of a progressive band that shouldn't have uh had to bear the brunt of the glam metal hate as much as they did yeah I agree I agree wow. they uh I know, I know. In their videos, you know, Kip Winger's jumping around, and I think that took away from a lot of uh, their actual music. But 
Um, <laughs> they actually played uh, in the next town over probably about 15 years ago in a small club and a bunch of us went and they put on a show just as if just as if they were playing a large arena like back in the day it was crazy wow i got to see them if they uh, if they come around i don't know if they're you know yeah. still playing or whatever man that's awesome yeah i'm not sure <laughs> okay yeah. that that's that's great that's actually great to know man i, I was just joking cuz usually if i bring up winger with the old school metal guys it doesn't go that way <laughs> oh yeah yeah but uh yeah i know i yeah but um all right so you and Eric Roy go back. What about other members of Scattered Remnants? Did, do, you, do you know those other guys from like your teenage years? Anyone else that would go on to be in Scattered Remnants? Um, no, I, I met the other guys uh, in 92. So um, I was 20, 21 at the time. So I didn't really know those guys from that early on. Um, but I did know, um, I knew uh, Jeremy Kibbert who uh, went out to be in Desolate. Uh, I was in Desolate with him and Eric for a while. Um, I've known Jeremy since we were kids as well, but um, not the other guys in Scattered I had just met when uh, when they asked me to play for him. So. Yeah, we talked to Eric at length about um, his work in Desolate on those two demos uh, and how... I get and, and you know as as a um, an objective fan of, of death metal uh, going back, it kind of seemed like desolate and scattered remnants. Kind of, um, of course, sh sharing Eric Roy, but uh, they they had a similar sound, like a Fitchburg death metal sound. Would would you agree with that? Yeah, I think we did. Um, I mean, when Jeremy joined uh, Desolate, that's when it, the sound really evolved into what's on those demos. Um, the stuff we were doing before he joined was kind of really primitive. Um, uh, I, I guess it wouldn't even really be death metal. <laughs> so, um, but he he always had that uh, in his style. So once he joined, um, and that's when they really started writing the you know the, the sound that you hear on the demos and that stuff. So yeah, and but, um, yeah, I, mm -hmm. and and so now you're um, you're in scattered remnants. And what Eric told us was that uh, Scattered Remnants and Desolate were uh, sharing a rehearsal space? Yeah, we were. And, yep. and that's how Eric came to be uh, on, on Procreating Mass Carnage and later on on Inherit Perversion, because he was actually like a session drummer, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was in the band for, for a while, but mm -hmm. um, as far as how he came about recording on that, yeah, uh, he was more, I guess you could say he was a session drummer for those, but... Um, but then he was in the band for a while, uh, off and on, for you know throughout the band's time. So, and and uh, the original um, procreating mass carnage demo from '94. Uh, if I say his name right, Jay Serate, is that his name? Yes. Yep. The, the original guitar. He was was he like the founding guitarist, the original guitarist of the band? Uh, no, actually, um, the original band was uh, Jay Hendershaw on vocals. Uh, we, Corey Delisle on guitar and Mark LeBlanc on guitar and then I joined the band and uh, at the time Jay was just playing drums for them and then that's when Jay moved to just vocals and we uh, looked for a drummer um, so Jay Cerati actually came in and replaced um, Corey Delisle the, uh, one of the original guitarists that had left the band Okay, that's interesting. So Jay Hendershaw was originally on drums in Scattered Remnants. Yeah. Uh, in the early was, stages. Um, 
Yeah, it was before. Um, it was, the band was known as Scattered Remnants, but he was, yeah, he had a drum set, um, but he wanted to be, you know, um, he wanted to just concentrate on vocals. Mm -hmm. So uh, Was that Graveyard Jester? Was that the band? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was the name when I joined, and I was like, uh, I don't know what the <laughs> name, but... Good call. So Name, names are always a point of contention with bandmates, man. I've been through, been down that road for many times. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so, all right, just, just interesting to me, and um, you know, for for a lot of fans of like brutal '90s death metal, I don't think it's just me. Scattered remnants. Uh, we've kind of put the band on this pillar, and it's been like almost shrouded in mystery for years. So forgive me if I'm kind of like you know picking it apart and giving you like the CIA uh, questioning right <laughs> now. Um, yeah, you know. no problem. But um, you guys put out the Procreating Mass Cartage uh, demo, um, and then uh, Jay Serrate parts ways with the band. Uh, yeah, he ended up. Uh, his his uh, family was a military family, mm -hmm. and uh, his father actually ended up getting stationed out in Alaska. So they, uh, the whole family was moving. So he moved with them. Uh, he had talked about maybe trying to stay stay here in Mass, but um, it just didn't work out, so he ended up uh, moving with them. And I think within just the last year, he moved from Alaska to Texas, where he used to live. So That's interesting, because I could be wrong, but I think in the research, I figured out that he was in a, a band based out of Alaska at one point, right? He is. Uh, I know he's still in a band now, but he's been in a yeah. few up in Alaska. Yeah, there was... Um, I think one of them might have been called Season of the Dead, mm -hmm. and um, I believe his current band is called Devil Witch, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I should I should have done the research on that. I, I got to do the research on that, and we will talk about it at another point in the Scattered Remnants uh, series, and maybe even reach out to him um, as a, you know active musician. I, it was just funny because I, I wanted to, to know uh, how did the guy end up in Alaska, and you just um, inadvertently told me. So... Uh, yeah. and and that speaks to also how old were you guys um you know approximately all when when you recorded that procreating mass carnage demo uh so 94 i was uh i was 23 yeah 23 sorry mm -hmm. i had to think about that um i was 23 uh eric was uh i think he was late teens because he was always younger than the rest of us um and the other guys were a few years younger than me. Um, I don't recall offhand, but yeah, I, yeah, I know I was yeah. always the oldest in the band. So yeah, it's uh, something we speak to. We've we've talked about before is just how some of these um these revered recordings of in death metal from years past sometimes um you know it, it, it's it's recordings that were made by guys in their late teens and early twenties. You know, and they, it just goes on kind of an in infamy for years. You know, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy because <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, I mean, back then, you know, we we couldn't even sell the demos that we had at you know <laughs> for five bucks at a show. So just the fact that now there's this uh, resurgence in in uh, interest in it is uh, is crazy to me. So yeah, this is the era for it now, man. This is you know this, yeah. this is the the time oh, is, yeah. is ripe for a scattered remnants uh, reunion. Absolutely, as I said to Eric. Um, yeah, and so you so. Uh, and if uh, hopefully I say his name uh, uh, correctly as well, Rob Settergren. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Rob Settergren joins the band on guitar. Um, was he involved in the writing for Inherent Perversion? Uh, yeah, he did write some of, of Inherent. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to remember exactly which ones 
Uh, well, we're we're interviewing him too, so. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to get the yeah. uh, the story right. Something I did want to ask you about, Jamie Harmon. Yes. He's yep. uh, the other guitarist who's currently with Scattered Remnants, and he was with you guys back during that Inherit Perversion era, right? Yes. Did yeah, he, he ended up joining uh, around uh, after Inherit was recorded, but he, um, yeah, Eric ran into him at a music store just walking by and uh, just saw this guy with hair down to his waist and <laughs> carrying a guitar, and he's like, you know, do you play death metal? And Jamie's like, yeah, and he's like, we're looking for... Uh, a guitarist, you know, stopped by the house in a couple of hours, and he came by and tried out. And he ended up joining the band that day. Wow, awesome, man. Okay, so, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes it just happens, and especially back in those days, it was it was way less common to see people with death metal gear on and things like that, man. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so um, all right, so the Inherent Perversion, um, just a, a few more questions about that era, man. Sure. Between Procreating Mass Carnage and Inherent Perversion, um... What do you remember about the Inherent Perversion uh, studio sessions and the gear? Because it has a much more like raw, brutal sound quality and production, I think, than procreating mass carnage. Yeah, with with that one, we w actually went to a different studio. We went to uh, a place called the Rock Shop out in the Western Mass, out in the Westfield Mass, mm -hmm. and the um, the guy that owned the studio. Uh, was actually used to do live sound for Entombed years ago. <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, so once we heard that, we knew, okay, you know, this guy knows what we're doing, uh, what we're into, because the the guy that recorded uh, Procreating had never really heard death metal. Um, so when we went in there, it was kind of a new experience for him as far as how to record it, you know, and um, levels and everything. But, um, but the change of studio... Uh, it only happened because the the first guy had moved to Atlanta, so he he closed up his studio. Um, but when we knew about the uh, the guy that owned the uh, rock shop in his history with doing live sound for you know a death metal band, it was kind of a no brainer for us. Um, so yeah, it also the recording recording equipment was a little you know higher end um, mm -hmm. from procreating so. Yeah, interesting. I mean, just because, yeah. and you know, a lot of people will, will pick one, uh, you know, over the other, go back and forth. Uh, you know, they, they each have um, a signature sound all, all their own to each release, uh, and it was just interesting to me that there was a, 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 such a change. But now we know why. Uh, Entombed, Entombed's old live sound guy, you got to go with that, man. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. And and um, yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, while while you were with the band back then, you did play uh, out fairly often. You played, uh, I know from like old old show flyers, you played with Exhumed and uh, Malevolent Creation and some other bands, right? Yeah, uh, the Exhumed that we played with was uh, actually a Massachusetts band. Uh, oh, that was one of my questions. Yeah, there's a few Exhumed here. Yeah, 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 they were a Western Mass band, um, and uh, we used to play with them quite a bit. But they. Um, their guitarist Matt went on to be in uh, Shadows Fall and is now in. Um, I think he's in Active Defiance. Okay, all right. And yeah, and the bass player um, was the original bass player in All That Remains. So, so we've known those guys for years. Interesting, and um, yep. I you know I was gonna get to the fact that you actually weren't in the band on Destined to Fail, the full length album. No. Um, yep. Uh, but I know the drummer, uh, speaking to Eric, the drummer that was on that album went on to be in Unearth, right? Uh, yes, he so, was in Unearth, and he also did some uh, session work 
uh, in live uh, shows with Shadows Fall. Um, he was on, I believe, a Japanese EP that they had released. Wow. Uh, he's he's actually played with quite a few people. Um, yeah, yeah. His his encyclopedia Metallum goes on. Um, yeah, yeah. Incredible session drummer. Yeah, just uh, just to yep. speak to that connection to that kind of like metalcore, hardcore, Shadows Fall, Unearth, those types of bands. Um, that was big in your area, I take it? Yeah, it, it ended up being very big. I mean, quite a few bands came out of Massachusetts. There was uh, Shadows Fall, Unearth, um, Kill Switch Engage, um, trying to think of who else, all, uh, you know, all that remains. So mm -hmm. quite, a, quite a few bands kind of uh, came from that. Um, you know, and a few, uh, one of the, the singer, Phil, from All That Remains, used to be in a... Uh, death metal band from western mass called perpetual doom and uh, we used to play with them quite a bit too he was he played guitar and sang in that band okay and so and uh, getting back to scattered remnants playing live did you guys travel outside of your area a lot i know you came down to long island uh, at least once or twice right yeah yeah we uh we played new york uh new jersey mostly uh, you know connecticut mm -hmm. you know a lot in mass rhode island around this way furthest we ended up or was were able to travel was to uh michigan death fest in april of 95 oh well metal but, mom uh, right yeah yep wow oh right, yeah we got to reach out to her uh probably some old stories um yeah what any memories of that michigan death fest that must have been something back in like the pre-internet days to go to a regional uh death fest so far away from home oh yeah yeah we were we were so psyched for it um we ended up um they had a pre-show, and that's where they gave us, uh, you know, the, the passes, the band passes, and we had never had band passes before, so <laughs> well, at first yeah. we felt weird, and then we walked into a bar, and, and the doorman's like, oh, you guys are in a band, and we're like, yeah, and he's like, oh, there's no cover, so the rest of the night we were flashing those badges around like we were, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to get whatever free drinks we could, but um, we ended up... Uh, going out the night before and drinking way too much so we we actually just found a video of our show uh, of our set from michigan and wow. uh, me and rob were so hung over it's not even funny <laughs> oh wow so it might not make it out to the public uh no no we'll definitely post it okay uh, awesome we just, <laughs> yeah we That's definitely good. just uh we had a whole bunch of shows that we yeah, had on vhs uh digitized so we're gonna start uh Hopefully wow. posting those on the YouTube page. So. Wow, that's exclusive right there, man. People are going to be very excited yeah. for that, man. As I said, a band that's kind of remained uh, with very little information to be had uh, about you know about them, Scattered Remnants, about you guys um, since the first run. So that's going to be amazing, man. People are going to appreciate that. Um, yeah. And yeah. speaking about that run in the 90s, um, you, you obviously, as we said, uh, you, you parted ways with the band before Destined to Fail. Did you participate in the writing for that album? I did. Um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I wrote, uh, I worked, I mean, we all, you know, it was a collaboration, but I did write some stuff for that album, and I actually wrote lyrics for, uh, I think, one or two songs on that album, which I hadn't written lyrics uh, for any scattered stuff before, mm -hmm. so. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I did uh, I did help write um, some of the, I'm just trying to remember which songs offhand now, but yeah, I did uh, help contribute to that album. So, uh, you know, as much as you'd like to divulge, but, um, I, you know, I got to ask what, uh, led, what led to you parting ways with the band? Um, and, uh, you know, 
you you obviously go on to other musical projects that we're going to cover but like what what uh, happened with scattered remnants that you guys ended up parting ways um basically uh it's i know it sounds like a sub story but my mother had uh, passed away unexpectedly and then within like a month or two after that my uh girlfriend i was with my long time son girlfriend and i broke up mm. and so just wasn't in the right headspace and i just wasn't practicing and just wasn't putting in the effort so uh they came here one night for practice and pretty much just said you know we need to find somebody else and i i said yeah i agree so it wasn't like this uh drag out you know all out fight or anything um i just uh at the time it, it just i i hate to say it wasn't a priority but it wasn't you know so yeah. um so they ended up uh, getting a friend of ours to play and and uh, went from there but they actually I still let them practice here at the house for like I think the next year or two because we used to practice in my basement so oh really wow super nice of you yeah yeah, yeah of course man and yeah. I, you know obviously it's you know it's it's you know we're talking about years ago but our you know condolences we're sorry to, to hear that um that, that you know you, you went through that man but um yeah amazing story to think that you know the band still rehearsed in your house for for a year after that yeah, I mean, I was still all good, you know, good friends with them. There was never any bad blood or anything, because like I said, I, I knew it was my own doing, you know what I mean? It's it's not like, um, you know, I was playing every song perfect and, you know, in everything that came out of the blue. Like, I could kind of see it, you know, the writing on the wall. But um, like I said, I, I still get along with all those guys, so there was never any hard feelings or anything with that. that so That's great to hear. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. Um, yep. And not not too far along after that, though, you end up joining a band, the Twelfth of Never, right? Uh, yeah, I started uh, that band. Um, you started well, the I, band. Was that, yeah, um, uh, this girl that I knew from uh, Fitchburg, who was a vocalist, her and I had been talking off and on while I was in Scattered about trying to um, put something together, and um, so we were actually trying to put that together while I was still in Scattered Remnants. And then uh, once I left that, once I uh, was out of Scattered, her and I pursued it. And um, she knew a keyboard player who did like all, all like sequencing and programming. And uh, then we slowly started to build that band from there. So initially it was going to be on the side of Scattered Remnants, but it ended up being uh, my main band after I was out of Scattered. Yeah, and you guys uh, ended up, if I'm not mistaken, you recorded two albums, an EP, and a single that are available on Bandcamp, right? Yes, yep. Yeah, and um, just, uh, you know, for the listeners, this is something you might want to explore because it's obviously, it's a lot more, um, for I, not to box it in as, as I do, but, uh, you know, it's like kind of a, an atmospheric, um, I guess influenced maybe more by goth music and things like that type of band, doomy, atmospheric type of band. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was a, def a departure from what I was doing in Scattered. It was, uh, yeah, more kind of goth, uh, dark wave, um, atmospheric type stuff. Um, yeah, I, I would say highly yeah. recommended on, on that note, especially from someone like me who's just a guttural death metal guy uh, for the most part, man, but it was very um, well-played well, well played and well-written music. I enjoyed it, man, and... Um, uh, something I did see a weird parallel in Scattered Remnants, though. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe even in the, the the design on on some of the releases, like the um the photography of kind of statues and uh, and and the font. Was there was there any connection in the aesthetic or or in the imagery used? 
Um, I, uh, the uh, statues that were used on the uh, album covers were, were photographs that I took, but uh, Jay from Scattered actually did the layouts for us. So uh, I think that probably is how we tied in, because I, I know like with Indulgence and Masochism, uh, the, comp, the um, collection that came out, um, he had used a, you know some statues uh, in that artwork as well. So I think having the same person do the uh, artwork kind of tied that in. And then also um, our keyboardist in Twelfth of Never uh, composed two of the I guess interludes on uh, Destined. Mm-hmm. So um, they had asked him to uh, to try and come up with something. So he came up with the keyboard pieces on uh, Destined. Yeah, and um, and I mean, especially as you get into that Destined to Fail album, you have uh, there, you know, there's even uh, female clean vocals on the one song. Um, there, yep. you know, there as you as you said, you know, there's there's two interludes even by a member of Twelfth of Never. Um, what was was there an influence? Uh, I, you know, obviously it would be more of a subversive influence, not not over, but like a, a, a goth or a dark wave influence on Scattered Remnants uh, while you were in the band. Um, I mean, I had always liked kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I love death metal, but I was always drawn to like kind of the slow doomier stuff. So like a lot of um, the slower, I guess, doomier parts in in uh, you know from Inherent and Procreating, um, I had written. And um, so I think it kind of carried over into Twelfth of Never, but just obviously not in a death metal, you know, yeah. uh, style. But um, and and it seems like Twelfth of Never was able to find um, a few different musicians and singers throughout the years. Was like that? Was that um, a, a big scene around Fitchburg or around your area? The goth scene and the dark wave scene, that type of thing. Um, not around Fitchburg. Out, uh, out towards Boston and, and Western Mass, it, there were. Um, more shows and more of a, a community, but not not here in Fitchburg. Um, the, the the singer I had known for years um, from the area, and the two guitarists uh, I also had known for a while. So um, the initial lineup was um, fairly easy to put together. But then, uh, as members left and and we got new members, we kind of had to reach uh, out, you know, from Fitchburg in the area to. Um, find some people mm-hmm. but. and um and the band uh i guess the last release was in 2007 that i am not yours single mm-hmm. uh yep. and it and and uh you pop back up in labyrinth theory uh it's yes. you're credited as a session player i guess for that band yes yep and that um, that was mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry go on Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off, man, because I kind of I kind of know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah, yeah. You you were uh, you were the the session basis for that band, and you also a few years later you're in you're in your band that you're currently in. Uh, if I pronounce it right, Faces of Bayon. Yes. Yep. Uh, and um, you you were in uh, Labyrinth Theory and Faces of Bayon with a man named Matt Davis, uh, who has passed away in in 2011, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, uh, and I doing the research. He was also in Black into Chapel, which I guess he was responsible for a lot of the music uh, and inner workings of that band early on in the '90s, right? Uh, yes, it, 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 that uh, Black and Chapel started as a uh, as a band, and then uh, it ended up becoming a uh, more or less a, just a solo project from that. Um, and he ended up playing. Um, I don't recall if they were live 
drums on the recordings, but he ended up playing everything else because he was just one of those guys that could pick up any instrument and just start playing it, you know, immediately. Yeah, because I, um, I see that, that he was involved in your other three three bands that you've been in, and I, I get the impression that he was like a very versatile musician. I just want, was hoping maybe you could speak to his impact on the local music scene and your work with him for a minute. Yeah, um, he he was an amazing musician. Like I said, he could just pick up any instrument. Um, uh, when we had a cellist come down for 12th of Never, uh, she had been classically trained, and after practice one night, he asked her if could try it so he starts playing and she's like wow you sound amazing how long have you been playing and he looked at her and he's like five minutes because he, <laughs> he just was one of those guys um but he um his it what's interesting is uh he had a couple of other projects called uh secret stairways and um i'm trying to remember the other one it escapes me right now but um there's been a resurgence, I guess, in what they call like dungeon synth music, and for some reason, people are like looking everywhere for his early demos, and um, so that's kind of cool that that there's this uh, resurgence in, in looking for his music because he, he put out some really great stuff. So yeah, and uh, again, you know, just to recommend the Twelfth of Never, uh, Labyrinth Theory, very interesting. Uh, I, I, I guess kind of like like death thrash progress. It's hard to box in, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that Matt wrote everything on uh, in, on that because that was more or less going to be a solo project, and then um, he had asked me to um, just uh, do some bass on that. And uh, he also had uh, the violins from Twelfth of Never play on that. So um, uh, it was interesting because I at the time. Um, it was just his solo project, and I was just, you know, helping out on bass. But then he credited us with being in the band. So, um, <laughs> you know, nice unfortunately, guy. that 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 band never ended up playing out. I know at one point he did want to uh, try and do some shows, but it just uh, never happened. Yeah, and uh, and before he passed away, um, he played drums, right, in Faces of Bayon. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, on your 2011 album, Heart of the Fire, he he performed, right. Yes, he and he actually recorded that album uh, for us. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and he had never played drums with anybody, not even like jamming w with anybody until the first night that uh, the three of us got together <laughs> with uh, Faces of Bayon. Wow. And uh, yeah, so like I said, he, he was just one of those guys that you know could just play, yeah, play anything. You know, I, I kind of envied that, but. So, Must have been an incredible experience to be able to play with somebody like that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, it, I, I always think of what he could have, you know, done now if, uh, if he was still around. So, yeah, um, and and you know, again, uh, you know, our our condolences. I just didn't want to uh, breeze over that experience because in the research, I started to realize that that it, well, I'm obviously an exceptional person, man. We wanted to uh, speak to him, and our listeners can check out that music that we just talked about, uh, his work in Labyrinth Theory. Um, the first Faces of Bayon album and Twelfth of Never, and you said was it Secret Stairways? Yes, he had, okay. yeah, he had a project called Secret Stairways, and then another one called uh, Tears of Blood. Tears of Blood, okay. Um, I, yeah, yeah. And the and the, the OSDM old school death metal uh, ghouls can go back to Black and Chapel if they could uh, d uh, dig that up somewhere, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that should be out there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, speaking of Faces of Bayon. 
Um, this, you know, uh, uh, this maybe for the for the for the uh, more aggressive uh, death metal music heads. Um, if they can't get into Twelfth and Never, I highly recommend Faces of Beyond because that is uh, more of a metal based band. I guess you could, uh, you know, people might call it sludge, uh, doom metal, very uh, heavy and kind of psychedelic in a way. Is that fair to say? Yeah, um, yeah. Basically, when when um, once again when I was in Twelfth of Never, uh, I, I was talking to uh, Matt Smith, who's the guitarist and uh, vocalist in, in Faces of Aeon, and uh, I had known him from his old death metal band from Mass, which was called Engorged, but not the uh, not not the more well known band uh, mm-hmm. death metal band Engorged. And for years we had talked about doing something and. He was like, you know, I kind of want it heavy and slow, but kind of, you know, atmospheric, you know, kind of try and incorporate like some Pink Floyd into it, which I don't know if we've done that. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and so once again, that was going to be kind of on the side of um, 12th of Never. And then um, yeah, that just ended up became, becoming uh, my main project afterwards. But um, yeah, I guess uh, some people call it you know some of the newer stuff they call it death doom um i don't know if i'd go that far but um but uh, we've heard it you know called quite a few different things so yeah hard to box uh, in uh and not every song sounds the same or has the same length uh necessarily um right but i you know i recommend it to our listeners and you guys actually have a fresh album from 2018 ash and dust have no dominion i got that right yes Yep. Okay, yeah, and, uh, you know, highly recommended. Obviously not brutal death metal, not what people might know you for if they're a Scattered Remnants fan, but definitely worth right. checking out. And we have uh, we have talked about Doom on the podcast. We've interviewed Doom artists, so uh, there might be an audience for that, man. So Faces of Bayon, uh, which you're currently still in, right? Yes, I am. And yep. you guys, it seems like you guys gig uh, frequently, right? You guys play out often, right? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've been pretty quiet the last... Uh six months or so but prior to that we've been playing out uh, quite a bit um, mostly just locally we did play um, the uh, Stoner Hands of Doom Fest a few years ago down in uh, Virginia um, but for the most part we've just just been playing locally okay and so, and uh, yeah. also so talking talking back to um, you know we've been talking about these other projects you've been involved in and the other bands you've started during that time, were you still in touch with Scattered Remnants members? Yeah, yeah, I had been in touch with Rob for quite a while, and I used to see her here and there. Um, and Jay, I spoke to you know on and off over the years. So, so yeah, Rob and I always kept in touch. Um, we always talked about trying to uh, trying to get Scattered going again, and just over the years, each time. It kind of fell apart for one reason or another, but um, yeah. It, yeah. In, in uh, Encyclopedia Metallum, as some people might have read, uh, it said that there was a 2006 reunion attempt. Yeah, we uh, we tried to get tried to get together. It just didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, people schedules at that time and everything. It just um, it just wasn't right. So uh, tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then we talked about it. A probably about five or six years ago mm-hmm. so. and uh it was just talk and it never went anywhere so this is like the uh this is the furthest since the band's broken up that uh that we've you know made it so 
Hopefully yeah. that continues, you know. Yeah, and with that, um, what can we expect uh, in 2020 from Scattered Remnants? Obviously, you have a promotional video that was on released on YouTube a week or two ago. Um, but I mean, is there any more specifics you can get into? Uh, yeah, we're we're rehearsing right now, um, hoping to uh, to play out live. You know, we're hoping by the uh, spring um, we may uh, may be ready for a show. Um, can't really say much about it, but we're, that, that's the plan right now. And then uh, we've mostly just been working on getting the old stuff down. But uh, Rob Sedegrin's had stuff uh, that he's been writing all these years that uh, that sounds just like you know the old scattered stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, so we're gonna we've been toying around with trying to work on a new song or two, but we kind of want to just get the set you know the old stuff down first. Yeah, make sure that's solid before we do anything. So, I mean, we'd like to record some new stuff, um, you know, whether it be an EP or just, you know, a couple of songs, you know. Uh, it's hard to say, but we're just kind of taking it day by day right now. Yeah, man, we'll keep the antennas yeah. up. We'll keep all, keep our eyes out for that, man. Um, yeah. And and uh, the, the other question, you know, speaking of the old material, here's here's my question as a fan. Uh, is there any chance of the older releases getting pressed on vinyl? Um, there hasn't, I mean, nobody's approached us and, and we haven't, um, had any plans to, but we've talked about it. I mean, I would love to see that stuff come out on, uh, on vinyl. Yeah. You know, whether, it, you know, we were kicking around an idea like a year or so ago of seeing if like, we could do inherit on one side and procreating on the other because they're, they're relatively short releases. But, um, but as far as, as us having any concrete plans or anything, um, there's nothing right now, but I mean, I would definitely be up for it if uh, if it, if we could make it work. Yeah, uh, yeah. As, I mean, as a fan, obviously, you know, I would um, I would love that. Uh, and yeah. and and you know, talking about the plans for the new year, you guys have obviously enlisted vocalist Evan. Uh, if I say Duplessis, is that is that how you say his last name? Yes. Yep. Okay. I'm always I'm always paranoid about saying someone's last name <laughs> wrong on the podcast. Uh, especially yeah. my Long Island accent. But yeah, Evan, um, nice guy, man. Uh, people might know him from Bacterial Husk, uh, Sex, Sex, Sexcrement, another band that's hard for me to pronounce in my Long Island accent, um, and other <laughs> bands that he's been in. Um, uh, now, the 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 kind of like the elephant in the room, though, uh, you know, with all due respect to Jay Hendershaw and, and his, his business and his private life, is there anything you could tell us um, for fans who are asking, uh, where is Jay? Uh, he's, he's still around. Uh, he lives uh, the next city over from me, and uh, you know, um, it's just he's got other priorities right now, yeah. and um, so, but he's still around. I mean, he's, he's, he hasn't done anything musically since Scattered, um, but uh, he's you know he's got a kid now and he's married, so um, he's been you know working a lot. Uh, but um, so yeah, so I still talk to him here and there, you know, when I can. Okay, man. Yeah, and obviously not 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 to uh, all due all due respect to him and his business and and uh, yep. his, his private life, but um, you know, kind of like the elephant in the room type of question uh, for a lot of the old scattered fans, uh, and you know, all due respect to him, man. That that's that's great, and we wish him the best and whatever's going on uh, with life and and with his family, man. So um, that that being said, man, uh, getting into this scattered remnants thing, man, I feel like I've kind of like uh, pried as much out of you as I can. For uh, for for like the the new scattered remnant stuff, is there anything else that that you want to add, or anything I may have forgotten um, about this new scattered remnants reunion that we're on the uh, the dawn of? Um, 
No, uh, not offhand. I mean, uh, you know, we, we just basically we just started uh, jamming together just to see, um, you know, how it would go. Uh, there was never actually a, a, a full-on plan of, of, you know, reforming Scattered um, officially. But uh, Eric contacted Rob a while ago, just said he was playing again because Eric Eric had stopped playing for quite a while, um, and then. Uh, you know, Rob contacted me, and so the three of us started jamming. Um, and then, you know, we just, uh, you know, realized, hey, you know, none of us are getting any younger. You know, I'm, I'm 48, so, uh, you know, we just uh, want to see what happens and um, take it from there. And one last thing, um, I don't know if I prepared you for this in our correspondence before the interview, but we always ask the guests to recommend one older classic release and one newer modern release by any artists you want, just to kind of recommend some music to our listeners. Uh, as far as old? Anything you want. It doesn't have to be metal, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know it's not the most brutal album, but I, I've always liked... Uh, um, the Bethme uh, Dead Shall Rise. I've loved that album since it, the day it came out. Um, and as far as newer stuff, uh, I'm really into uh, this band from Connecticut called Vomit uh, Forth. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm what? laughing because I brought them up during the Eric Roy interview, and he recommended them. So I, I guess yeah. you, I, I guess you guys don't need me to to, to introduce anybody <laughs> and shake any hands. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah. And what's What's funny is I got a uh, a friend request from uh, it said Rick Braille and I'm like I'm already friends with him because I knew Rick from his days in Tyrant Trooper and a Hundred Demons and it turns out it's Rick's son who's, who's a guitarist in Vomit for it. What? That's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, uh, it's uh, the only other two bands I was gonna say. Um, there's two really good bands out of New Hampshire. One is called Angel Morgue, and one is called Contagium. And now uh, they're both putting out full lengths this coming year. So Contagium, I, uh, yeah. And uh, from New Hampshire, the band is Angel Morgue. Angel Morgue, yep. I I'm very interested in that because it's not every day I hear about a band from New Hampshire, and I love <laughs> that name. That name is amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're really really cool guys and a really good band. So. Awesome, man, yeah. and, uh, and and of course, big shout to Nick from Vomit Forth. That's kind of like my uh, my contact in that in that uh, band. Um, we did a little, we did a couple of shows, uh, them and and a band Afterbirth. I sing. Actually, um, I'm not an original member of Afterbirth. I know uh, Afterbirth and Scattered Remnants played together back in the '90s on Afterbirth's first run. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, 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 on Long Island. Yeah, yeah, that was. Where was that show? I'm trying to think of the club. Probably the Roxy here in Huntington on Long Island. I think so. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. It comes up frequently, man. The listeners know I'm I'm obsessed with uh, how I was too young to get into that place back when they were active, man. So I always know all the stories from the older people, man. But yeah, man. Wow. So yeah. yeah so I, I um, uh, you know, rest in peace to Matt Duncan, the original Afterbirth singer. Uh, I've I've been singing for the band for the last few years, man. So I hear, I've heard those stories about those old shows, man. Just interesting to hear about. But yeah, shout to um, Nick from Vomit Forth. We've done uh, a short run of shows with him, and that band is awesome because when they came out, I was like, I get it. You know, you guys are kind of influenced by the by that Fitchburg, Massachusetts scattered remnants death metal sound, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I know that's uh, one of the things Nick first said to me when I first uh, talked to him. 
was how you know he was like you know oh, you guys are a huge influence on us and i was like wow that's that's great i appreciate it you know <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it's yeah. it's cool to see it all coming back now and being appreciated by the younger generation. And that's a, what you said about Nick Braille. That really blew my mind, too. Yeah, because I, I, I thought, I'm like, well, I'm already friends with him, so somebody must have hacked his account. <laughs> and, then I, and then I looked at it and realized it was his son, and I'm like, wow, if there's anything to make you feel old, it's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe old, but definitely still relevant. I mean, <laughs> <come on. laughs> yeah. you know, man. So awesome, man. Well, we thank you for those recommendations, and um, we thank you yeah. for your time and your stories about the the old Scared Remnants days, man. I know uh, I really enjoyed hearing it, and so will a lot of our listeners, man. And as I said, we wish you the best of luck with Scattered Remnants. Uh, whatever you do, Faces of Bayonne, whatever you guys do, and we'll have our um, our eyes and our ears out, Ron. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we appreciate, like I said, all, all the support, you know, from back in the day and uh, all the support now. It's... it's uh, it's very humbling but uh we all definitely appreciate it so awesome brother uh th yep. thanks thanks again man and um we'll be in touch okay great thanks a lot thanks ron have a good night bro uh, you too okay so thanks to ron miles for speaking with us uh, and um, this, uh, as we said, this is our interview marathon, Scattered Remnants. This is the third part of it. Tom, you are you alive over? Tom's doing a lot of editing today. Yeah, well, I'm doing a lot of coffee drinking. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I do that usually, but now I feel the need. Tom's going to take a pee break and get right back to that board and keep editing our Scattered Remnants mega episode because this is the final part of this episode. Uh, guitarist Rob Settergren. We're going to call him up and talk to him. Let's go. Hi, Rob. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Is speakerphone all right? Because I'm on the truck right now. Uh, is, is this all right for you, Tom? Sounds okay. Okay, Rob, this is Tom I'm going to introduce you to. Uh, he's my co-host and the uh, the audio engineer of the podcast. What's up, Rob? Hi, right, cool. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for same your time. Hand, same here. Cool. Oh, appreciate oh. it. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think you, you actually sound very clear to us, right? Yeah, it's all, all good. Right. Yeah, so we're ready. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're re ready to roll. Uh, Rob Settergren, right? You got it. You got it. You said it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Uh, of Scattered Remnants, man. Uh, well, we don't want to take uh, too much of your time there, man. Um, uh, we have a lot of questions about the bands. All right, if we jump in? Sure, sure. All right, man. Awesome. So, uh, you know, just going from the beginning, Rob... Are you from uh, a musical family? Does music run in your family or creativity in your family at all? Uh, the only creativity is dance and artists. <laughs> okay. No, no musicians at all, none. No, oh. I actually I, I actually got into playing guitar. I, I met a friend of mine, and, and he, Pat Murphy, was a, I mean, the guy, the guy is just ridiculously good. I met him when he was out of the service when he was about 21 years old. I think I was maybe... 13, 14, and he really got me into guitar playing. Okay, and was, I was just, did he get you into, like, heavy metal, too? Uh, I was already into it, because I started out at, like, in the 6th, 7th grade, I was already into Kiss and Old Scorpions and Iron Maiden, and, mm. and it, it just, like, progressed from there. I, I was I was never really into, like, pop stuff, 
It was just metal right off the bat. I just loved it. I just loved playing it. I loved hearing it. Awesome. And this guy, when I met when I met this guy, he played the whole uh, note for note. I shit you not, the whole, uh, live after death album. When I met him, the day I met him. Wow, wow. So I was just like, wow. I want to stop playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, inspiring, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very. Wow. What was yeah. your What was your first guitar? Oh God, I think I. Uh, I remember having a court a long time ago. Those junk things. Hondos, and then I started moving up to, uh, geez, I think my first real guitar was a Jackson. I bought a couple of reverse head dinkies and some other some other things. I'm really into ESPs now, and I've been for probably 10 years now. I just love them. And you, you mentioned dinkies. You were a Jackson man beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was at one time. The way they made them years ago, they were really nice, and then they ended up getting cheaper and cheaper. I don't... I think when Fender bought them, they kind of took a weird turn. They did, and, and like... It's weird, because they get lighter and lighter, like, volume, like, heavy weight. I, like, a Les Paul is really heavy to me, and I can't have it around my neck long. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Some people love it, but, like, the Jacksons... As the years were going by, they got lighter and lighter, and I, cu- I couldn't even tell if I was holding the damn guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, ESP is a nice weight, and I just love the necks on them. I just love playing them. I love them. Yeah, good guitars, man. Yeah, were, they, were, they really are. Were you in any bands before Scattered Remnants? <clears throat> I was, um... I was in a band with a bunch of friends, more, more like, uh hanging out drinking buddies but we used to jam and it was called morbid fear it was like a three-man band and i actually wrote the song vaginal vomit myself and then i showed it to these guys years and years and years ago of course we we reworked the whole thing and when i brought it to scattered later on but it was actually a completely different sounding song lyrically but musically it was kind of the same i mean the same riffs were in it and stuff and then we broke up because, I mean, we had a death in the band. My, my best friend killed himself. And so, that I mean, we lost the drummer and everything. Sorry to so hear then, that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been years and years. But I, and, then, and then it shifted over to, I don't know if you guys have ever heard Entropy from Mass. Ent- Grind yeah. band. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, Entropy from Mass. We've never talked about them on the show, but we should. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, great great band. Great great bunch of guys, too. I mean, I've been friends with them since they were all probably 12, 13 years old. So I kind of dragged them into jamming with me again, like, you know, just getting another band together. And it was called Human Suffering. And I started to write some, a lot, a lot more fast stuff, but... They kind of wanted to stay grindy, and I mean, I like the grind sound, but I really like the death metal sound more. That's that's just what I love playing. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of, I, I don't know, I kind of, I don't, I didn't really say, you know, screw or anything. I just was like, I'm gonna try out for some other bands, you know, if there's any openings or anything. And that's kind of when I met Ron from Scattered. We were in college at the time. Oh, okay, I was gonna ask how you know the guys from Scattered Remnants. Uh, I met, I met, I've known Ron a really, really long time. We went to college together, and, and then we used to always talk bands and this and that, and then I got the phone call one day, and he was like, hey, you want to try out for us? Because that was going to be replacing one of their other guitar players. I said, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, they they gave me the demo, and uh, I remember I got the demo. It didn't even have any 
no no lyrics, no no sheet, no nothing. It was just a cassette tape, you know. And mm-hmm. I think I learned it in about three days. I learned the whole demo, and I went down to try it out for him. And I was I was in by the second song. I don't know. It was kind of rushed. It was really rushed, actually. Hey, but it worked. It, that- it worked though. I mean, I busted my ass trying to trying to learn the stuff. Yeah, that- but I was I was already used to playing that stuff. I was always in my room writing it though. Nobody really wanted to. Because the scene wasn't huge over here anyway, in Mass, like, where we're from, Fitchburg, it wasn't gigantic, so... It was more like a hardcore scene here. Gotcha. Yeah, um, <laughs> we, we actually, we, we already talked to uh, Eric Roy and Ron Miles, um, yep. th- uh, as you know, and they, I believe the band was Golgotha that they mentioned? Uh, Golgotha, yeah. Golgotha, yep. I got it, okay, yeah. Yeah, they were a big band, but they were more, um... You know, like the the Metallica sound. They had the, I mean, really, really good musicians. And of course, I mean, Jeremy Kibbert was in Desolate. Who, I mean, he was in Golgotha for for a while too. So yeah, yeah, we yeah we yeah we talked I mean, about that a lot with Eric Roy. Yeah, I mean, and Eric was was in Desolate. I mean, Desolate's like always been one of my favorite bands around here. Not because they're friends of ours, but huh. they just I just love their sound. I love it. Yeah, although you know, I found over the years. Um, you know, I, I've, I I don't apologize anymore for loving some of my friends' bands because sometimes you just know how much commitment and and how real they are about it too, man. So I understand yeah. that. Yeah. 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 There was another one of a group of friends that we used. I used to just go see him all the time. Was engorged and like when we didn't play with them, I always made it a point to go see him too because they were just unbelievable live. They were great live. Yeah, and for the listeners, that's uh, an older engorged from Massachusetts, not to be confused with the one I think they're from. They were from Oregon. Uh, there was there was several several engorged over the years. Yeah, it's the yeah. one from Mass. They were just yeah. phenomenal. I love them. Of course. So so um so when you join Scattered Remnants, are you joining uh, Jay Serrate on guitar, or are you replacing him? No, I joined with him, and I replaced Mark LeBlanc. Got it. Okay. Okay. And and how. When- and you, ob- I mean, you said you wrote um, uh, "Vaginal Vomit." You, so you, you obviously contribute a lot to the writing of "Inherit Perversion." Uh, yeah, that's kind of why. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like go in and just take over the band, but you can tell the difference between procreating and inherent. It did, it did, it. I don't. Want, it didn't get nutty technical or anything, but it did. It, it progressed a little bit. I mean, because I was already writing that way anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a natural progression, but it's it's definitely yeah. fair to say there's a progression there, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, I mean, mm-hmm. what's that? Well, no, I was gonna I was gonna go on to ask you. Did you did you, did you have anything else to add about that? Uh, other than the way I mean, I clicked really good with Serati, so we were just banging out songs like you wouldn't believe. I mean, because he he was writing, he was he could pick a lot faster than I could, in my opinion. But the more I jammed to them, I was just, I, it, was just, it was like we were challenging each other all the time, so we were just speeding off each other, so it was just getting better and better. With, we got really tight together. That's a good environment. It, it really is, and I mean, with, later on when we talk about them, but the, the other guy, Jamie Harmon, that comes in was, I mean, we just hit it off from, from the second I met him. Yeah, and Jamie... writing with him. Yeah, and uh, and Jamie Harmon was he on the recording of Inherit Perversion? He no, he's on no recording. Serati yeah. in my in, Serati was on Inherent with with me. Okay, um, and and Jamie leaves yeah. leaves the band before Destined to Fail. 
Yeah, I had, I got I got hung out to dry, and I had to do all the guitar work on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I, I have a <laughs> yeah. I, before we get to that, I have a lot of questions about that album and, and so forth. But um, uh, yeah. you you guys record in her perversion. When you guys go into the studio. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about gear. A lot of a lot of our listeners like to know about specific gear that was used, and also maybe was there an intent to get a different sound uh, from procreating mass carnage? Um, I know procreating was done like on an eight track studio, and then when we did Inherent, it was in a real studio, and I was using real equipment. So, because I didn't record procreating, so I don't know what they had for equipment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I just know like Jay Frigoletto had produced it and it was done in the, in his studio and it was like an eight track recording and then when inherent was recorded we i actually i that was my first exposure to like a 5150 head and i fell in love with the thing <laughs> yeah those sounds sick after, there's a reason I, everyone I, I uses them well i ran out and bought a 6505 plus for this for, for now i mean I, I just bought one brand new a half stack but but the, i used the 5150 head in the studio and then I used, I know I used their Marshall head too for the, for some other tracking, but I don't remember what it was because it wasn't mine. Hmm. So the, like Jeff, Jeff, the guy that recorded us was kind of shifting heads around. We were trying to get different sounds and, yeah, and I know I had, I had one of my Jacksons in the studio then for Inherent too. Yeah. That's Jeff Gilmer at the rock shop. Yep. Yep. Okay. Good guy. Good guy. And uh, yeah, and um, you guys, and he actually—it uh, was the same same uh, producer and studio for Destined to Fail, right? Right. Yep. You're right. Okay. Yep. So, Inherit Perversion comes out. I know you you, you gigged a lot uh, back then, right? Yeah, we really did. Yeah. Yeah. And you opened up for some bigger names too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you yeah, want to talk, was... talk about that and maybe some of your experiences like that playing. Was that your first experiences playing playing live, or did you play live with your previous bands? Uh, just all the, the previous bands were like garages and parties and, and stuff like that. But like my first, with Scattered, my first show was uh, it was with Grave and Incantation. Wow. Okay. Nice. And then. I mean, when I first joined the band, the, the ongoing joke to this day was when I first got into Scattered Remnants, they were like, okay, you're in, and Ron can vouch for this, is, and they were like, uh, okay, we're going to be opening up for Cannibal Corpse in like two weeks, so you're going to have to learn the whole set. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. I just joined the damn band, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but that showed, it did, never went through with that one. That came up a couple months later, but the first show was uh, probably a month in. It was with Graven Incantation, and I mean, I absolutely love Incantation. So, I mean, you can tell on some of the riffs that we write. I, that's a big time in Incantation. Very influential band. There's a, and that's uh, a lot of the guys playing now are looking up to that. You know, the the old school Incantation sound. Yeah the the old the old school sound is still a big part of me mm -hmm. i mean there's so many good musicians out there that are playing the new style but i just i mean i i don't want to sound like an ass but i just <laughs> don't like it i don't like guitar-y crazy you don't need a thousand riffs in a two-minute song i'm just not into that style i know there's a lot of talent in it obviously but hey. i just like the old school brutal sound you know yeah for sure you like I, what I, you I'm like just, man yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and you know, there's something to be said too. Like me, 
Um, you know, I my my teenage years uh, were spent listening to Scattered Remnants and bands of that generation, and that's kind of my preference in terms of metal is the nine yep. like mid to late nineties brutal death metal too. So it just goes to show you like the music you hear when you're young and you first get into this, that's kind of like what what you fall in love with, and you can always appreciate different different parts of it. But you know, that's that's where your heart is, man. You know, no need to apologize. Yeah, it, for it, it. it'll always be there. It'll always be there. I mean, I from my first exposure to I, I when I was in the I think I was in the seventh or eighth grade. I went and saw Deep Purple. Mm-hmm. On, I think it was a Perfect Strangers tour, actually, and that's <laughs> what started like the heavy. The the ball was rolling with the heavier music, you know, and then it started getting into more and more heavy. By the time I was in the eighth grade, I was into like Executioner, which is obituary, obviously. But I was I had all the demos. I mean, I was a demo fanatic when I was younger. So, were you tape trading through the mail? I was doing a ton of that. Yeah, a ton of it. Wow, I, was, I, I, I mean, that—that's so. You like, were you were like on really in on the first wave of death metal tape trading then? Yeah, like I mean, I was I was talking to the guys. I didn't even know like some of these bands. Sentenced. I was really into them, and I was trading with T, what's his name, Timo from Sentence. Sounds right. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, we sh- were tape sh- trading. Shadows I didn't even the know these one? guys until later. What's that? That's uh, the, the, where the, the Swedish one, Shadows of the Past, that one. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a long time ago. Right. But I was, like, yeah, ninety two. I think with all those guys, I didn't even know them until later. I was like, holy shit, these guys are really big now. <laughs> yeah, they they changed their sound and blew up. They they're they're more yeah, of like yep. a uh, Gothenburg style, like gothic. Yeah. Yeah, but yep. I mean, good I, mean on I was. I like all that sound too. I loved all the the old like. As, I know everybody goes back to like Entombed, but I only like Left Hand Path from Entombed. I love that sound. Fair enough. I don't like anything else they've ever done. <laughs> to me, to me, they just they just died after that album. I know a lot of people get pissed off when they hear that, but that 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 sound was just unbelievable on that album. Well, I, I know I know some people that might agree with you, man. So we'll leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got an opinion, man. You know, it's 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 music. You either love it or you don't. You can't you can't uh, control your ears. You know. So good. No, no, you definitely can't. <laughs> well, so what was uh like when when do you really get into um uh, well I mean you, you said you're tape trading and all that sort of thing like how did you find out about the tape trading scene? What set you off on that and um and and got you into all that, man? Like how do you how do you go from just a kid who has access to music like anyone else to a tape trader? Because in those days it must have been really difficult to even know about that stuff. Uh, believe it or not, a friend of mine, Matt Coe, who writes for tons of magazines, we went to school together. Every day after school, I'd be at his house, and he would just... I mean, the guy would have, like, mountains of padded envelopes of demos, and we would, and he would just be, check this out, check this out. I mean, I heard Deicide before they were Deicide. I, I, I was just like, wow, this stuff oh, is Amon, crazy, yeah. man. It was just awesome, awesome to hear. Wow, a, a guy like that got me into Scattered Remnants <laughs> and was ordering your stuff. <laughs> That's yeah, how it goes. I mean, when I first, I, when, like I said, when Ron had asked me to join, I really didn't know Scattered at all. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to go check them out. I went and checked them out, and I think they were like five notes into profanation. I was like, holy shit, this is exactly what I want to do right here. This is exactly it. They were heavy as hell live, and it was just in a basement. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just fell in love with that sound. Wow, man. So, um, uh, you know, you, you said you that you played your first show with them with Grave and Incantation. You guys also traveled a little bit outside of Massachusetts, right? Were you with them when they came down to New York and Long Island? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we did some shows out that way, and I think the biggest show we did play was that uh, Michigan Death Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Metal Mom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ron uh, spoke to us a little bit about that. Maybe you want to yeah. give us uh, your recollection of that and and uh, and your your version of 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 uh, um you know that that whole experience. Um, Ron could probably tell you more. I was pretty hammered the whole time, <laughs> but I had. <laughs> and then we played, and Ron and I were really really hung over that day. But I mean, I remember the a lot of the band. There was some good bands there. Avernus was on that, and they were really really good. I thought. Avernus? Uh, Avernus, yeah. I'm taking notes they here. A, they had a demo called Sadness. I mean, it was very atmospheric, doomy, really depressing, but it was heavy as hell. I mean, it was a really good demo. Uh, Descendant was on there. Immolation was on it. Incantation. Um, Immolation and Incantation both still very relevant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Immolation's been like one of my favorite bands for forever. Suffocation was for the longest time, but again, opinion. I mean, as the newer <laughs> stuff started coming out, I was, I was, I, without, without Mike Smith, I, I, I just can't get into it. I mean, I love that guy's playing. Very without, distinct without style. The, yeah. W- yeah. Without his drums on it, I, I don't know. They just lose me. Immolation's definitely one band that, from from the very beginning, I've been. Big time into, big time into. Yeah, yeah. Well, as as Long Islanders, we don't know who we're going to see at the grocery store, so I gotta, I gotta know, I gotta no no comment on that one, okay? <laughs> but you're you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's not a day goes by where I, I don't listen. I mean, I always have suffocation playing in the truck or so. Of course, of course, man. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, mean, it's all good, man. That's a staple. You got you gotta have. Suffocation. You gotta have everything. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Immolation, no. incantations, all the Asians, all the important Asians, man. Oh yeah, all the shun bands. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and um, so uh, in Harry Pervert, you guys um, play. You get out there, and then we do know. You know, we already talked to Ron Miles, and he told us that at a certain point he parted ways with the band. Uh, he had a lot going on in his personal life. And um, the band actually continued to rehearse in his house uh, a- after he parted ways with the band, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, he's a real sport about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> but, I, I, I mean, obviously. That that actually came. The, the two biggest things that happened to us, which actually came as quite a shock, we came down to practice one day, and Eric was asked—well, not asked, but I'll say was asked to leave. But that took us all by surprise, and then when. When Ron was asked to leave, that took us all for the rest of the band by surprise too, because it wasn't really, it wasn't like a group decision. I mean, it it, it was one one guy saying, "Hey, you know, we need to get rid of him. He's not doing his part or whatever." But it wasn't discussed. So when it was brought up, we're all like, "What the, what the hell is going on?" You know? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But but Ron was. Ron, Ron had a lot. He, he really did. He had a lot going on, and he was asked to step aside. And we ended up getting uh, Dan Egan from Exhumed from Mass, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which, which I mean, it was tough to go down because I was real. I've been close to Ron for years and years and years, so it was tough to even go to that house and practice with him not in the band anymore. You know, it was it was a rough thing to do. 
Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, at that at that point, were you guys writing material for for the new album with Ron, and and then you parted ways, or? Uh, yeah, actually, Ron, Ron, and uh, Jamie, and and I wrote a lot of Destin, if not all of it. We wrote a lot of the riffs and, and Destin together. Mm-hmm. And Eric had Eric had his hands in it too. It. it certain points you know with some of the riffs but because and then when they were gone it was it was it was like reteaching everything and then jay had to you know jay went out and bought a drum set so we could finish writing destin because we were under you know we were contracted with repulse so we had to finish the album regardless of how many guys were in the band anyway so who was playing drums at the writing sessions after eric leaves after eric was gone Jay bought a drum set and he was doing he was playing all the drums and then when we went to record we we got a friend of ours Derek Kurzweil mm-hmm. yeah, from uh, Shadows he, Fall and he he, came, yeah. he stepped in to record for us mm-hmm. uh, and he played a couple shows with us too we played with like after Destin came out we played a Cryptopsy and Nile and a couple other bands we played with yeah that's not so bad but, but we didn't really get to support that album at all yeah, well, I, I remember there were um, I had I had heard uh, at least rumors or, or some talk of a New York show around that time, around I think ninety eight, ninety nine ish, and um, I, I think you you know the band broke up obviously before that took place. Yeah, 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 because we couldn't get Derek to really commit to to too many shows. I mean, he, he's not really into that style. He just did it as a favor, more or less, but. Mm-hmm. Like a you session know, I mean, session drummer type of thing. It was it was a session drummer type of thing, and it just we didn't write any of the songs with him, so it, it, he wasn't really feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. I, I mean, I I love playing with Eric because Eric is exactly the style I like playing with. He's got that he's got that groove, and and he knows how to blast and stuff. He's he's got that style down because he's always been into it. Yeah, and Derek. Yeah. Derek is more melodic metal stuff. Yeah, well, he's uh, you know for his for his catalog, he's he's known for a lot of metalcore and and things of, of that nature. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Um, a talented drummer, nonetheless, but a different style. Um, yeah. Yep. So, uh, destined destined to fail. I just out of curiosity, does the the album name "Destined to Fail" does that reflect in any way that the that the band was uh, in in the midst of breaking up or, or was having a lot of membership trouble or was that just kind of a, a coincidence like art imitating life type of thing uh that was a total coincidence but i think it, it was pretty fitting and <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i remember holding that cd when it was all done and i was like yep that's that's damn straight on that <laughs> one man. <laughs> oh, man oh boy oh boy yeah it was rough <laughs> it was rough yeah. So, um, I mean, so does it basically just come down to like uh, uh, you and Dan Egan and, and Jay with no drummer, kind of making the making the uh, the decision to call it a day? Uh, actually, we had tried to stick it out a little longer after the CD came out. We had it was us three. Uh, Jamie came back into it. Uh, just to try it again, and we were trying out other drummers, and um, I remember at one point we were we tried. I don't know if you know of uh, Mass Band Perpetual Doom. Okay, yeah, I've heard the name. Uh, Steve, the drummer, who was I don't know what what 
ghost hunter show he's on. I, I can't remember. <laughs> but but he, he was actually, he was coming down to jamming with us for a while. Yeah. And we were trying to keep it together, trying to get some shows going, but it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't gelling. And then, I mean, Jamie and I had just looked at each other after the third or fourth time we were practicing. I was like, I think we're wrapping it up. This, it's just not working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We I mean, we were teaching him songs, but I know he was really busy and he was driving like a, two hours to get over to practice, and it just it just wasn't clicking at all. Yeah, that, uh, any any kind of long commute is, is tough, especially the older you yeah, get. Yeah, it is, it really is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, is there any uh, just the last the last question about the band breaking up, man? Uh, um, is there any attempt by any members to kind of keep moving forward? Like, did did Jay? Uh, proceed with any other because because I you know obviously we've talked to Eric and we've talked to Ron um, Jay is yep. uh, the the one kind of legacy member that's that's not in the the uh, the reunion uh, was there any attempt by Jay to form another band after that did Jay have any musical endeavors after Scattered Remnants that you know about actually uh, we kept in touch for a little while after and he never really wanted to do anything else after that I mean he, he was focused on his school and mm -hmm. and I I know we used to. Years ago, before we even tried this, actually, we tried it a couple times, and it just failed. I mean, I, I know it's been online, too. You know, oh, they tried to get back together in 2006, and it failed, and then, oh, wait, it failed. Because <laughs> we used to talk about it all the time, but it just it just wasn't it wasn't happening. We were just button heads, and it just wasn't happening. Yeah. But yeah. he's, I, from what I heard, he never tried to do anything else. I was always trying to do something. I mean, I was always trying to get this guy and this guy from this band and this band to try and do something but it just it wasn't it wasn't happening <laughs> my, my style of writing is is scattered I mean so I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that can't be in like 10 different bands I can't do it yeah I, I understand so my, that man yeah it's your personality you know what I mean? my yeah. style is just a scattered style and that's it that's all I'll ever write because I'm, I'm not like I'm just not one of those guys that can be like, oh, I could be in a doom band and a grind band, and a death metal band. I can't, I can't do it. I can't even remember half the stuff I do now. <laughs> wow. I gotta record everything. <laughs> yeah. So just scattered remnants, and that's, that's mm -hmm. I mean, that's not, <laughs> yeah, that's not bad at all. Not so no. bad. No, no. live, live and breathe it. That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, if I get a forty-eight, I'll try it again. So I mean, so in the interim, you're pretty much saying that there was a few attempts to get other bands or projects going. Scattered. There's even a few attempts to get Scattered Remnants going again. Yeah. Um, but yep. it's pretty much just bumps in the road up till now. Pretty much. I mean, we tried to. We we uh, we picked up good talent for like drummers. Jamie came back in again, and we tried. Uh, Colin Conway was on drums for a little bit, and it just that crumbled because we tried to involve Jay then, and it just it. Like I said, it wouldn't click because he, he wouldn't show up because he had, you know, he had school, he had this because, I mean, he's he's a busy dude. I understand everybody has their lives, you know. Well, from, from, and, what it, from what it sounds like, um, I mean, obviously, you know the guy better than me, but it, it just kind of sounds like from the story the other guys have told that the, uh, Jay put so much of his heart and soul into scattered remnants that maybe that, you know, after the band was, was fizzled out, it was time to move on. Uh, you get that feeling, yeah, I mean... I got the feeling too that when when it was dis pretty much dissolved that he just he just lost interest in in being in any bands at all, which I you know is unfortunate, <laughs> but also speaks to the level of commitment because I used to uh, correspond with Jay 
uh, and order the merch from him and things like that, man. And I remember how in- involved he was with everything. Uh, you could tell just from a design angle and, and everything. And obviously, he's the one member that is consistent through all of the releases uh, and, right. and, and all that. Um, so I guess I guess that just speaks to the commitment. And, you know, we even hear you saying now that you can't write in, in another style. You can't be in a bunch of bands. You're, you're scattered remnants. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, yeah. That, it's, that, it's just in my heart. <laughs> it really is. It, you know? it really, and even Eric Roy, um, no, obviously we talked a lot with Eric about his work in Desolate, uh, but, you know, it, it just speaks to the commitment. And when you hear those scattered remnants recordings, you're really hearing people's heart and souls and they're, and they're, they're you know, something, uh, a project that's really from the, um, uh, from the gut, you know, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, definitely right, definitely. Wow, man. Yep. So, uh, I mean, so we, you know, we kind of covered um, everything up until this reunion, um, and yep. obviously, you guys hooked up with uh, Evan uh, Duplessis, uh, who people may recognize from his work in Bacterial Husk and Sexcrement and other death metal bands. Um, yep. And yep. Uh, and we we you know we recorded our interviews with Eric Roy and Ron Miles uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, so this is the first interview where we actually can, we can reveal the mystery because when we talked to Ron Miles, the show wasn't revealed yet. But you've since sold out day two of the Death Over Worcester uh, Fest at Ralph's Rock Diner in Worcester on April 25th, right? Yeah, yeah, that sold out pretty quick. But I mean, I don't, I don't want to say hey, it's all us. Uh, you know, my, <laughs> my head ain't that big. <laughs> There's some really good bands on there. I mean, Vomit Fourth is on there, and I think those guys are great. Yeah, they've come up quite a bit during this episode and in previous episodes. I, I've yeah. I've met them and my my own band has played with them and things like that. And I was so excited when they first came out because I always I've always felt in my head like scattered rem and maybe a lot of other scattered remnants fans, long term scattered remnants fans feel this way like it's your it's your little private cult band um, that yeah. never got the recognition. But now you guys are finally getting that recognition to the point where there's younger bands coming up bearing an influence. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then, I mean, we've we're, we've heard covers of our stuff over the years too, and I'm just <laughs> like, wow, man, well, that's that's it, it's weird to hear, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> Feels good, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yep. So, uh, well, you know, just just since. Uh, the other question that we've asked the other guys, um, and since we're talking to you at a, at a little bit of a later date, I don't know if you can divulge anything uh, about um, other shows, uh, plans for other shows, or plans for merchandise of any kind. I know there's merch coming out soon, but we're all talking about what we want to do for shirt designs and other things and patches and, you know, so on and so on and of course, so on and yeah. so forth. But, but I'm not sure exactly yet. Shows... Um, they're being talked over now, but w- we have to be extremely picky and choosy, not because we're playing rock stars or anything, because that's <laughs> what I get from, my wife likes to ball bust and say that, but, <laughs> but because I have a four-year-old son, I work a million hours, Ron works a million hours, Eric's yeah. busy, it's, it's a lot harder than it was 20 years ago when we were like, yeah, let's just tour the world, you know? I mean, <laughs> life happens, and, and so you have to be real picky with shows. I mean, I know we got a lot of offers, but they're just offers. So it's not, nothing's in concrete yet. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, and I'll... I don't know exactly how many we could do per year. I don't know if we could do, like, it sounds, it sounds kind of crappy saying it, but, I mean... It's life. That's I, I can't commit to like going on the road for five weeks. I can't do it. That that's I don't, n- none of the other guys can either. 
that's nothing new um, for our listeners to hear because we've covered in great de- detail uh, in this podcast the plight of blue-collar musicians uh, yeah. and how a lot of bands um, use session members, uh, you know, yeah. work work various types of gigs and hustles and uh, eat hand-to-mouth on the road sometimes. We've talked in great deal detail about all of those things, so all of our listeners yeah. should know exactly what you're talking about now. And I think in underground yep. death metal in general, most people realize that most musicians are making a sacrifice just to be in your town and get on the stage. So, That's um, true, yeah. You know, I, yep. I think people just appreciate you guys, whatever you're going to do, man. I, I just really appreciate the, the response. It's, it's just been incredible. I never expected to to see so many likes and, and this and that on Facebook and on Instagram and like people calling and emailing. I, I was, I know a lot of people were like, oh, it's a reunion and they thought everybody was back in like Jay and, and but when, and but even it wasn't negative even when they found out that Jay couldn't have, couldn't be involved and we got a different mm-hmm. vocalist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was yeah. still just unbelievable to see. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, that's, that, I, uh, for you to just come out and, and say it like that, I'm glad you acknowledge it because that's what some people are, you know, are wondering. And it's one of the questions I've kind of tried to respectfully ask. And, um, you know, pe- people want to know what's up with Jay and where is he. And we also want to be respectful of his privacy uh, and his decision right. to, yep. decision not to join you guys. Um, but it is kind of like the elephant in the room in a certain respect, man. So, you know, moving yeah. forward, though, uh, in light of this episode, we really learned how much uh, you guys really played in this uh, from the beginning and, and in the original recordings and how much it really is part of your heart and soul to be part of Scattered Remnant. So hopefully the listeners uh, have learned a little bit about that, just as I have as old school Scattered Remnants fans during the course of this uh, Scattered Remnants episode. And um, yeah. and that being said, too, uh, we'd like to say all due respect to Jay Hendershaw. And um, if anyone uh, who knows him or if he ever hears this, you know, the, the, the door is open. Please reach out. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, if not, we'd also love to respect your privacy, sir. Uh, and the same goes for Evan Duplessis, who we hope to re- reach out to and speak to at a uh, later date. Maybe we could talk to him about his other work in death metal and talk to him about how this uh, these reunion shows go. And when you guys have something more to announce, we can talk to him and talk to Jamie about his experience as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I'm, I'm sure he'll be glad to talk. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, this is, you know, for me... Uh, this is like a, a personal kind of, like I said, you know, I, I've been a Scared Remnants fan for a long time, and um, there was a little bit of mystery around the band uh, for a while, and, um, yeah. you know, that that's it's always good to have a little mystery, but in this day and age, there's no mystery. It's the internet age, man, so let's... No, not anymore, <laughs> not with the internet, no. So no, let's, definitely not. Yeah, let's let's talk no. about it and, um, and enjoy the music, man. So that being said, Rob, yeah. uh, as we always say on the podcast, we want to be respectful of your time, uh, but before we go out, would you mind just maybe recommending... Uh, one like classic old school release and one newer, more modern release for us and our listeners. Uh, classic, huh? Um, hmm. I'm a. I'm. I still beat the hell out of Reek of Future Faction. Oh <laughs> wow, that's one of my yeah. favorite, dude. <laughs> Rob, Rob, you and me, we gotta drink a beer, man. Oh my god, dude, we gotta talk. Okay, but yeah, we're, I still yeah. love the old carcass. And right now, I'm really stuck on Vomit Forth. I am really stuck on them. Wow. Uh, you're not, it's like I said, you're not the first member of, of Scared Remnants to bring up Vomit Forth on this podcast, man. So I, I know, um, you know, Long Island and Connecticut are proud of those guys right now. They're doing their thing, man. So that, that's great yeah. to hear. And um, the, yep. list, the listeners are all going to be very familiar with them after this episode if they're not. 
yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see what they do in the future. So, I mean, I just, I, it's, they're, they're good. They just, they have that hunger. I mean, you can tell all the riffs they write. It's, it's just good stuff. It is. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Uh, and with a good, with a good ear for music, man. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you're right. So, uh, all right. So, Rob, um, we'll we'll let you go, man. But we'll. Uh, you know, we'll keep our ears open and our eyes open for all the uh, future, uh, you know, hopefully uh, events and merchandise that you got coming out, man. Any, any last words for um, Scattered Remnants fans and listeners of the show? Uh, I really, really appreciate everybody just uh, sticking it out and waiting 20 plus years for us to come back <laughs> around again. <laughs> awesome. It's been a long wait, and I really don't want to disappoint. I hope, I hope, I hope they get the a lot of the people that didn't get the chance to hear or see us play live I, I hope i hope it was worth the wait when they finally do see awesome man i really appreciate it though awesome man. well we we appreciate your time brother thanks for talking to us rob thanks a million thanks man have a good night have a good night take man we'll, we'll be in touch all right take care later brother Bye-bye. later Wow. All right. You still alive over there, buddy? I'm hanging, man. Okay. Uh, So we've reached the uh, conclusion now of our Scattered Remnants mega episode. We'd like to thank all the members of Scattered Remnants who we spoke to. Um, You know, we'd we'd like to urge our listeners to check out not only Scattered Remnants, but um, Desolate, Twelfth of Never, Faces of Bayonne, all the music that we discussed in this episode. And, uh, yeah, everyone in Scattered Remnants wants you to check out Vomit Forth, so get on that. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to Nick and the boys in Vomit Forth, man. Good dudes, man. Uh, and uh, we thank all of the listeners. So, um, you know, we don't normally do this, but I felt it was uh, important. If nothing else, it was very important to me uh, as, an old, as an OG Scattered Remnants fan, man. So, Tom, we'd like to uh, commend you for your uh, recording and editing efforts on this one. It has been my duty... And my duty has been a pleasure. <laughs> Speaking of a pleasure, it's always a pleasure when we hear from you. And you can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Heavy Hole Podcast. We got that Heavy Hole Podcast at gmail.com. If your scattered remnants demo popped, maybe you can mail it back to me and, and I'll fix it. I promise I won't sell it on eBay after that. Um, and if you want to give us a call, what's the phone number, Tom? Give us a call at 631 837 3274. Shout to Jay Wall. He's not here. Say it one more time for him. Right. 631-837-3274. One.